Hey guys, Dan Tom here. Just a quick note before the show went live on YouTube with my guest. My guest sounded great, but I unfortunately muted myself for the intro. So we're going to drop in at what sounds like a random part, but I assure you, you miss nothing. Uh, the rest of the show is great and you can hear it. Although I will say if my mic quality sounds different, I think I accidentally switched myself over to AirPods or stock MacBook microphone when I went to unmute myself. So apologies if the audio is not up to normal standard, which I'm trying to improve anyways, but either way, enjoy the show. The Protect Your Neck Podcast. UFC 279 Breakdown with special guest co-host TB Scouting. It was a fun one and a wild one, folks, so strap in. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches Thinking how things used to be Dark night It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night And apologies to the chat. Apparently you're, you're all good, Tyler. Uh, my, my, my dumb ass muted myself, so... Um, it, it, luckily, you know, I told them in the chat they didn't miss anything. It was just my normal intro and spiel. So, yeah, this is, of course, TV scouting MMA of, of, of uh, Chronic Combat <laughs> Conversations. Of course, you can find that podcast at Chronic Combat. And as you can see by the name tags, we're using Twitter handles. So you can find my guy Tyler here at TV Scouting MMA. Their podcast, uh, again, they heard you just fine. Um, it's got all okay. that and more. So definitely uh, give them a check out. I'll probably uh I may I might just uh edit mm, yeah I'll probably edit the audio version <laughs> of this a, a little bit differently for sure but uh but that's why I wanted to in- include the plug-in and uh, in case I didn't include that little background and descriptor from Tyler uh you you can get a little bit more content if you're listening on audio post guys go to the YouTube um to see you know uh what what you know me muted and uh to hear tyler if you want to hear him more but you're gonna hear a lot more of him than me here so uh we'll just we'll, we'll keep it at that the show's live man screw it we're doing live uh we'll do it live we're, we're gonna get right into it uh ufc paris recap at least for the show here um again man i've just been i i gotta train and even without training before i, I started this program i was barely watching the prelims because life's just already busy for your boy so it's been really uh it's been really, it's been really stressful trying to squeeze things in. So apologies in advance for all the people that I've, I'm shutting down and, and we'll have to shut down as far as guest stuff goes, but I'm just gonna have to shut a lot down uh, leading up to November. It looks like 19th or 20th is going to be the fight. And um, yeah, um, I, I just got to keep getting working. So we'll just, we'll just keep the update at that. Thank you all for asking and for the love. Um, but yeah, I did not watch much of this card. Uh, TB, did you watch, uh, much of UFC Paris? Yes. Uh, so as always, uh, I ended up in the guru pad, which is where I'm at right now. We get together yeah. like a bunch of savages every week. And, uh, you know, this is the one where, uh, guru broke out the mimosas. I was drinking some red wine. Uh, I might've taken a little nap with his cat at some point, but, um, I did see the entire card, you know, give or take around here or there, you know, passing out. But uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was an exciting one. So you could definitely, uh, you could definitely lean on me here. All right. Well, I went eight, four and O to recap results for this show overall. Uh, I'll keep, I'll keep this quick folks. as quick as possible. Uh, one and two in straight plays. Granted, one of those was an ad um, one and one in props. Uh, 
0-1 in the long shot parlay, and two out of four legs of the round robin hit, which was almost enough to cover, because it was like the two, I even did the math, because I always do the, the, the low end math, where I go, everybody wants to get excited and go, what, what's the max I can get? I always look at, what's the minimum I can get? I think that's a little more healthier way to look at your potential winnings there, whether you're betting or deciding to bet or not, and uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh, Edgar by sub, which hit, and then I went to uh, I went to the gym right after that, feeling good, I'm like, sweet, we're one for one out the gate, you know? Um, unfortunately the house that's letting me round Robin, uh, they are making me choose now. It used to be the one house that actually had inside the distance props that were decent, but now all the houses, um, I talked to this with the analysis guys, they're making you choose Parker. They're like Willem Dafoe from, from Spider-Man choose, uh, you know, like sub or TKO. And, uh, that's where I got burned with St. Denis. Uh, I chose sub and it was a TKO. I, di- I didn't watch that one too much. Um, Christian Quinones defeated Khalid Taha. I know that was a contested one with the old gambling Twitter. And you know me, if it's like that, I tend to stay away from those if I can help it. <laughs> um, um, I think I was wrong, though. Yeah, I was wrong on that one. I had Taha. Um, any any comments on those first three fights there, uh, TB? Um, so I got to give a shout out to my boy Guru because he was on me all week about Quinones at Plus Money. I was on Taha. So uh, mistake mistakes happen and uh, you have to learn from like the biases and and I think really what it came down to was I was consistently looking for reasons to pick up Taha's game due to his level of competition. And sometimes the tape just tells you all you need to know, uh, regardless of level of competition. Um, St. Denis, I was on the knockout. Um, I thought that Miranda had really good grappling. So I thought that if a finish was going to happen, it would come there. So I was happy about that. And uh, the first fight, yeah, I was silly on uh, Perez. But yeah, that, that was basically that for those. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I want to shout out Guru too. That, that's definitely nice. And you guys, even though, you know, uh, one was on the right side, one was on the wrong side of that particular fight. A lot of times with hosts or a co-host or whatever, you can get real hive minds, real dangerous in this game. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can kind of put ourselves in a hive mind on Twitter, not even with the podcast, right? Not, not even just specifically mm-hmm. to that. Um, but so the fact that you guys can come out on the end and head to head, that that actually says a lot. Uh, that yes. gives me even more respect for you guys. So thank that's you. Worth. Thank you. Uh, Fair ZM defeated Figlack. Uh, I'm glad I stood my ground, even though it was a fight that, you know, there'll be fights like this again, folks. I'm, I'm always honest when I don't do the study and don't have a solid read. Uh, but I ended up sticking to my guns because I needed a dog. And I feel like I'm in that situation here. Spoiler alert. Not a lot of dogs I like coming up. We'll see if TB can change that or what he has to say. Um, finishing off the prelims has uh, Hack Paras defeated McDessie. Did not watch it. Absupian Magomedov defeated Dustin Stoltzfus. Did not watch it. Any comments on the rest of the prelims there? Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was disappointing. One of our bigger bets, we had Figlak, and I think uh, it was kind of one of those things where we're fading the guy in ZM that had got, already gotten cut from the UFC. And I think we kind of overrated the wrestling of Figlak, and the size difference was apparent in uh, how that fight played out. Um, next, we were head-to-head. I picked McDessie. He took hack press, so I, I ran the gauntlet yesterday on our show. Uh, to make up for it. Uh, that's like our like, you know, version of the shoe. We, uh had to do a little bong rip, uh, dab, and, uh, and a shot all within like 15 seconds. So uh, that was a party. Check that out. Uh, so yeah, I lost that bet. But hey, um, I thought it was a pretty close, like decently, you know, fought fight. So it, it was kind of what I was expecting for McDessie, but Nasrat actually showed up. So good for him. And uh, Abus, I mean, I was trying to find a reason to like go against him just because it seemed like he was one of those guys that might let you down. But nah, it seems like 
at least against those fists, uh, he got the job done. So I'll be looking into him in the future more and seeing, um, you know, if there's a potential fade as well. Yeah, I, I, I uh, your guys' podcast is one of my favorite dessert podcasts there because you guys have a good time. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to go listen to this week. You got a, a lucrative, uh, lucrative yes. May on there. So I'm excited to, see, to, to listen to you guys chop it up. But uh, back to this year program, we're going to go back to the main card. I, I want to give a shot real quick. Uh, I'll get to you guys in the chat. Just one to, to, to uh, kick things off in the chat positively, as he always does before my no sound. Uh, kind of messed everything up for the for the beginning part uh we're back we're good alvin yakitori <laughs> hello honorable mr T- mr tom i hope you are having a great week with an exciting ufc 279 coming up in a few days i wish all the fighters a good performance and that no one gets hurt afterwards i love that message man um i'm obviously much more sympathetic uh right now uh uh <laughs> having to put myself in in, in, in these uh in these shoes to some to, to, to some extent um, but I, I think it's an energy we all should keep regardless of our position in life. Uh, if we're enjoying this entertainment, uh, always a nice positive note to, rem- to, to, uh, to remember. Um, all right, main card, Nathaniel Wood defeated Charles Jordan via unanimous decision. I did watch this one. It was an excellent fight. Um, I was on Jordan here uh, in Jordan round three. Um, gamblers I respect to analysts I respect that don't even gamble like Jordan. Uh, but we were all surprised because Nathaniel Wood really showed that, you know, uh, he can really focus on his game, come to life, and be a much more consistent pace uh, and make round three maybe his strongest round now, you know, uh, going up. Um, someone got really upset that, like, I complimented um, Wood. And I'm just like, I, I don't get it. Like, if I don't compliment him, I'm a hater because I bet Jordan. But if you compliment the person, like, you know, cause, and they were like, oh, it was a close fight. And I'm like, I am that guy who argues and says, remember, it was a competitive fight. Like, that is my fucking brand. <laughs> Don't tell yes. me that. And and uh, the tweet was was it was it had nothing it, it insinuated nothing of the like. But again, it just t- t- I don't know if it's because we had a, a week off of UFC TV, but like, dude, it right. was like extra volatile even for gambling Twitter. We'll get to the main <laughs> event and, and and all the people that attacked me for making a a freaking pick. How um, dare you, Dan? Tom, come yeah, on. How dare I pick a heavyweight dog? Anyways, uh, did you have a did you have a take on this? Any strong feels going in or going out, TB? Yeah, um, Nathaniel Wood just thought uh, the better grappling going in. Uh, Jordan has always been more kind of opportunistic, but people that can actually wrestle have had success in that department against him. So uh, that's where we leaned, and and we thought that Wood would be a little uh, more traditional boxing, whereas Jordan was more of the flashy kickboxer. So. Um, as long as he didn't hang out at kickboxing range and he was able to close distance and get in the pocket, like, yeah, he was going to get touched. Uh, we, we know that. But uh, up the weight class, I think his chin, as we saw, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, able to withstand what was coming back. And those trips, man, those, those are so nice. Nice. Great job Monk, by you guys on that one, man. That Wood was definitely a good grab. Everyone should be proud if you grab a piece of that. William Gomez, uh, Takanora Gomez, uh, illegitimate son on holiday. <laughs> John O'Aaron's John O'Aaron's I cannot stop talking like he's Henry Oaks. Uh majority decision. Um I know the ten ten round was a big storyline of that. Shouts to uh Couchside judges, uh my guy Aaron Brownstetter. I know they gave that good time. I-, I can't give you anything on that, folks. I didn't watch this fight, nor did I mm-hmm. watch Roman Kopilov defeating Alessio de Chirico, who apparently retired. Anything on those two fights, TB? Yeah, so uh, Gomi, uh, I knew, was going to be able to take care of things in the in the wrestling department. But, man, that triangle choke that was at the, like, 30 seconds left in the fight, and you're like, yes, I'm going to cash that Gomi by decision. And then you're like, oh, no, oh, no. But, yeah, he persevered, so that, that was nice. Um, yeah, the, the wrestling, I thought, was really the, the difference between those guys. And then Kapilov, I was, we were on de Chirico, just completely wrong side. But... 
if we had known the dude had one foot out the door, you know, I mean, that probably would have changed things because Kapilov did show up in great shape. It looked like he bulked a little, um, but we were just like, well, DeChirico, you know, the wrestling, he, the better, more well-rounded game plan. But yeah, once Kapilov stuffed that first takedown attempt, uh, it was kind of like, wow, uh, yeah, this isn't going to happen, is it? <laughs> yeah, sometimes those dog of the weeks are spot on, even if they get drained out for all the value like Kapilov did getting, you know, getting bet all the way back. Um, but uh, yeah, props to anybody that was on that. I, I stayed away, even though I picked the Chirico, so I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy enough with that. I just hate, hate these fights, and it's funny, like, I got Gomis right, I got uh, uh, Haregi mm. right the other week in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But why I always criticize the matchmakers and stuff for like putting these random, like meaningless middleweight fights or these random regional fights is because uh, I, I plan to track everything, but uh, there actually is a pick, pick tracker uh, that I keep in my uh, main card, Quick Picks articles for UFC picks, folks. And um, boy, that thing, it's not, it's not, it's not terrible, but uh, boy, it's not impressive. And, it, and, and, and I can't help. And, you know, I don't want to be the excuse guy, but this is why I always trash the matchmaking because I'm like, Oh, great. You're putting these fights on my record rather than like the bantamweight and featherweight fights of proven products that I can actually make a pick about that I actually personally care about that actually means something in the grand scheme of things. No, let's not put that on the main card. Why? Why why would we do that? More heavyweights. More. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's just destroying my destroying my pick percentages here. Um, Anyways, Nasruddin Imavov defeated Joaquin Buckley. Uh, I don't have anything to say about that. I picked... I think I picked Imavov, but I stayed away. Anything to say there, TB? Um, we were kind of like leaning around a Buckley pick all week, so definitely happy that we didn't end up doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, still looking to fade Imavov in the future uh, is kind of my my ultimate idea. All right, all right, yep, all right. And then co-main event. Um, again, I, I'm not one to I'm not one to the victory lap, so I hate to keep beating this horn, but. How many how many Robert Whitakers do we have? You know, so many times, and it's not shade because we all do it, right? TB, you do it, I do it. It's the nature mm-hmm. of this game. So many times we're throwing shade to should this person be favored? That's that's more than half our conversations, right? It's like ninety percent of our conversations, right? Should this person be favored? But we just like how we always call out bad officiating or bad judging, we never give credit to the good ones, right? And good favorites, not just good dependable chalk which is something that I don't think we think about enough, right, and value mm-hmm. enough, um, especially us, us, us who love the dogs. Again, I'm talking to myself here, folks. I'm not throwing shade at you. This is, this is toward me too here. Um, you know, and just pound for pound talents. I think we're so used to like, oh, this person's uh, a champion, so they immediately they put them on the pound for pound list, even though I don't even know what I'm arguing about. I'm just going to take pound for pound. It's a stupid conversation, and it is. But Robert Whitaker is a fucking pound for pound talent, and – Everybody was getting mad at me for picking a, a heavyweight dog to win in round two, which he almost did. And the favorite even said I was knocked out. We'll get to that. Um, you know, and uh, everyone's crying about illegal shots, which me being biased, not crying for a second about that, mind you. Not crying for a second. Uh, but I will say all this crying everybody was doing and coming at me, coming at everybody last week, TB. I think mm-hmm. the real minus 600 favorite was in the co-main event. Let's be real here. Yeah. And uh, I, I felt justified. I was like, you know what? I can't go down with my, just the 1.35 because I opted not to parlay, folks, even though the parlay I, I teased would have cashed with a bus, uh, with a bus Whitaker even um, at that point of the week. Uh, but I said, you know, I, I, I had a, a little bit more exposure to Charles Jordan who lost at this point. And I'm like, I, 
how can I have a, a, a losing night, but a losing night where I expose more to Charles Jordan than Robert frickin' Whitaker? What, what's going mm. on there? Nothing against Charles Jordan, right? But yeah. a dog versus mm-hmm. again, proven chalk, you know, pound for pound, proven fucking chalk. Uh, and I say minus 600 favorite. He was minus 800 by the time of round three, folks. So uh-huh. I'm going on the uh, – uh, 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 I'm keeping it calm here. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm, still, I'm still knocking the point out of the park pre and post. But goddamn, Robert Whitaker gets so much shit. There's just – you know, and and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people um, that I respected that that took the Vittori shot. And I like Vittori. So please do not take it that way here. Um, but Robert Whitaker, especially in the betting community – Ever since, and not even in the betting analyst community as well, folks, not just betters, analysts as well do this. Where since the UL Romero fight, it's just, it's tiring. And you know what? Maybe he gets put against Paulo Costa, and Paulo Costa does his own version and, and, and catches Whitaker with a left hook or something, right? And maybe that happens. But every fight, whether it fit the bill or not, we have to hear all oh, those fights with Romero changed him. It's like, you know, like Romero is the guy that doesn't even know how many rounds is in a round. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much are we going to, how much are we going to, you know, that was half a decade ago. How much are we going to let that bleed and let you cost you money and realize that not only was the opener uh, minus 250 a steal, not only were it got, you know, uh, kind of subsidized during the week to minus 230 was a steal, but then you got the discount down to minus 190 or minus 205. What? This is minus 600, minus 800 favorite here, folks. Um, all the stats were there. So I just, I couldn't keep, you know, anyway. So I had to do a three-unit ad, um, which, is like a, nice. which is like a hammer for me because I'm cheap, folks. You guys know I don't lay a lot. <laughs> but I'm like, even me, even even me, I almost had, uh, you know, including the round robin, I almost had a half a grand collectively on with Robert Whitaker's name attached. And I still feel like I left money on the table. So I'm I'm still shitting on myself too. I'm not I'm not, I'm not shitting downward. I'm I'm including myself here first. <laughs> TB, I know I went on a rant, but any, any thoughts? On no, that? you're good, man. Uh, listen, you and Guru were on the same side. I was the, I was just like Marvin Vittoria, blockhead. You know, um, I, I'm not. You know, I, sometimes so I told Guru this after last week. I was like, dude, I think there are some times where I'm just too much of a hipster. I'm too much of a hater, and it's like I'm always trying to be ahead of the curve when it's like fading guys that are popular and. And stuff like that. And I feel like it's been to my detriment recently. Um, so not that I'm going to adjust the steering wheel too hard. But I told Guru, I'm like, listen, man, like if there's ever a moment where it's like I sound like I'm just being like a hater for the sake of being a hater. Like last week I, I lost, you know, I kept us from making units on a Whitaker by decision play. You know, that was that was there all day long, every day. Uh, and we end up with zero units on the fight, which is fine. You know, uh, you know, better not to lose anything. Um, but still, yeah, that I. I like like you're saying now it just it you know it digs where i'm like you know that it's money on the table man you know definitely something we could have cashed on no i appreciate you saying that because i've i've had that same thought lately i've had a, i had that exact same thought you're saying for a fight coming up we'll talk about it and we'll see mm. if, we'll see we'll, we'll see it we'll see if it, it, it was good to 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 uh to go the way that i went right but i think we all do that that's why like coming off ufc san diego was like was one of my biggest betting nights since fucking Kane Verdum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what have I done since? I've went super conservative and I picked a lot of chalk, even though I had a big night picking a lot of dogs and I've been doing well picking dogs. It's just one of those things. We, we, it's easy to get on those trends, but you just got to remember, like, let's look at what's in front of us. I, there's, there's what we like. There's what's hot. There's <laughs> that, that can be distracting. That can be misleading. You know, you just got to remember it. Just like when you're breaking down these fights, it's matchup dependent. We got to wipe the slate clean and look at the matchup. 
You know, uh, winning streaks can be deceiving. It's, it doesn't matter. It's who are they facing now, right? And yes. um, I, 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 I've been having to fight that urge too, where I'm like doing almost mental gymnastics. And after I jump through like the, the 45th hula hoop <laughs> on making a path to victory for this guy, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, dude. How many calories? How many? How much calories am I expending here for for this to happen? So it happens to the best of us, and um, and and yeah, the uh, it saved my night again. It wasn't a big night or anything. Um, I pretty much broke even at all houses. Um, I think I came in like a few over, uh, in two houses, and actually like a couple ducats short in one house. So that's why mm. I said practically break even. I'm not trying to. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. just got a lot of crap to finish this recap. I got a lot of crap, and then I'm going to jump over to the chat, folks. Yes. I've not forgotten about you guys. Got a lot of crap <laughs> for my main event pick, man. Like I couldn't be more respectful. Again, people were like quote tweeting a, a, a utterly respectful tweet that had an article and video attached, where like I repeated the same sentiment. Uh, I repeated it on an audio podcast. I repeated it in my main po- uh, card quick picks and prognostications article. That's like five sources just off the top of my head of multiple mediums. <laughs> They said, don't follow me off a cliff. This is just what I think. And I show my work, you know. And um, sure enough, Tai Ivasa showed, again, not amazing footwork, but what what did I say? You don't have to have zero gone fancy footwork to qualify as amazing footwork. Sometimes just cutting the cage, being measured, and being in position to counter is good. Leg kicks, left hook, cage positioning, round two. Like, you can name all these things and get them all right. Check, check, check. But it's such a volatile game. A losing bet is ultimately a losing bet, and I lost. Um, and I was ultimately impressed with Gon um, with his body kicks. You guys know I'm a big body kick fan. And, uh, again, I'm not a Gon hater. I just uh, – I we have to see that out of him, and it took that kind of performance. And, again, um, I saw enough to see myself validated. That's why I sent out that tweet. That's usually not me. I'm not trying to, like, feather the nest and go, oh, uh, to make myself <laughs> feel better. You know, it's not my game. I just got, like, an, unre- an unreasonable amount of crap for making a very uh, fair pick where I still laid out the path to victory for both guys. So I had to, uh, so when it literally came to fruition, just about even the, the winning fighter says, yeah, I was knocked out. Um, you know, I, I, even though I lost the bet, I don't feel that bad about it. Am I talking shit here, TB? Is there something to what I'm saying? What, what no, you, man. What I, you got? I think that uh, I'm almost on the side where I think you don't, beat your drum enough sometimes and uh you know I, I think the other thing is that like you know with uh the people like that the haters like that that attack your work and stuff like that and in my mind really but they're they're quote tweeting they're they're just sharing your content to the other people out there so uh you know it's like um i think you know sometimes when the people see you know the idiot screaming in the park they're like geez like what is that guy even talking about they're like wait a second like Oh, but wait, there's a little link there I could click. And like, you know, so I will say, like, I understand your frustration with like some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, man, hey, uh, as content producers, uh, it's nice to get the word out there. And uh, you just got to, you know, shake your head and be like, hey, man, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're just helping spread it around. Um, and, and two, you know, with your your track record and, you know, at, like you're willing to give credit when you're wrong. You know, I think you got to give yourself credit right too. So. That's where I'm saying, like, I feel like there's sometimes, you know, like, hey, man, beat the chest a little. It's, it's, it's never such a bad thing because you're willing to, to, to definitely, you know, you know, give yourself a lot of, you know, negatives when you're wrong. I know that. So, uh, yeah, well, that, well, that, that's I, what I would say. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, congrats to anybody that was on uh, Gone. Congrats to Gone. Um, back to the chat. Thanks for the love, James, Kendrick, Sammy, Arnett. Uh, Rio Sozin uh, Trusdale says, subscribers only today. Yeah. 
speaking of haters, um, you know, uh, even though even though I I, I should have shut him up, considering uh, uh, you know, considering the the results from from their, their results to uh, you know, to mine, which again, we're anything to brag about, but again, at least my analysis was spot on, um, and didn't cause anybody to lose any 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 crazy money. Uh, but, uh, cause again, you know, we all make our own choices here, but yeah, uh, that, and then also too, just to grow the channel, it just makes sense. It's like, if you're going to watch and hang out and why don't you subscribe it at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to spend time of your day actually on YouTube, which I appreciate. It's like, uh, I don't post, this channel doesn't post a lot. So it's not like I'll be flooding your feed or anything. So kind of just, it just, just makes sense, right? It's an easy way to support, like, and subscribe. So hopefully you guys don't mind. I don't see any negative to it. Um, I don't know if you guys do that over there at, uh, at your channel, uh, feel free to plug as much as you want. Yeah, we uh, we don't. So, yeah, I mean, people in the chat, chronic combat conversations. We had uh, Brady Heastan on this week for his first interview since his fight announcement, uh, making his debut. Um, but, yeah, I think we haven't done that subscribers-only thing. But the way you put it there, that actually makes a lot of sense because I feel like we've definitely had some people stop by. And, you know, we had, like, an Andrew Tate impersonator yesterday. So that was annoying. I accidentally booted one of our friends mushroom out of the chat. So like it is annoying. So you might as well make it where only the people that, you know, are going to actually be willing to subscribe to your channel. That way they're the ones that can, uh, can add to your content. Yeah. And if they really want to troll, they got to burn even more calories. And at that point, hopefully they'll just like with the make, making it overly making the case for a dog. Hopefully at that point they'll stop themselves and be like, what am I doing here, man? Like, what am I doing here? You know, cause there's better things in life to do than that. Um, Jim Karasu, the Team Magnum squad is here. Yeah. John Lee, 2022. Go Dan and Drake Riggs. I reached out to Drake Riggs. We're going to collab on something. Um, I got the invite to his show. So so uh, he he's over there on Tuesdays during the day, daytime. Shout out to Jake, uh, Drake Riggs. Hopefully I'll be able to join him after my fight camp again. I'm shutting a lot of stuff down. But um, any excuse to get Drake Riggs on, I gave him the green light uh, and carte blanche to pick whatever he wants to do. Top five recap or breakdown. Uh, Makato Kiyogoku. Dan, how excited are you for Zhang Wei Li to get her belt back in 62 days? I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know me. I, you know, I'm Team Esparza. She's, she is the, uh, she's the GOAT uh, of all divisions, female, in my opinion. But uh, wink, wink. Uh, but, uh, but no, no. Yeah, I'm excited for Zhang Wei Li. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Yakitori, I am looking forward to a great chat and a wonderful, well-thought opinions in the chat box from both of you. Hey, thanks, Alvin. We had, we've been having some great shows here. Thanks to people like you and your your inspiration, Alvin. So appreciate you, sir. Uh, Kendra Shield eight four zero. Congrats, Dan. Keep it going. Thanks. Try, man. Try and uh, hey, my man, Ghost Phantom. I, I definitely want to give Ghost a shout here. Um, question here: uh, What do you recommend against a person who likes to shoot under your right hands? Uh, hmm. and with head inside doubles and singles. Well, I'm not throwing right hands a lot. Um, uh, as far as uh, I'm guessing, I'm orthodox since I'm in a close stance matchup. Yeah. Um, honestly, ooh, honestly, having that. Uh, watch. Uh, watch Gaethje. Go. Go watch Gaethje slow motion. He. he um, he. Uh, especially parlays with his left hook. Where he'll he can go wizard or not 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 really probably the left hook but the inward hip. So if you're orthodox, so your your lead hip, your left hip, really want to sh- train that to shut down for your sprawls. Um, and as far as fighting that in head position, kind of it's, if you can't stuff the head, you can at least shut it down. And if you look at Gaethje, he'll shut it down with the hip. He'll kind of wizard. He'll have that auto wizard and the auto uh, separate uh, grip separation there. Um, 
which a lot of people will go to the head to reinforce if you're really worried about them getting that inside head position to kind of steer and drive, depending if they're steering, if it's a single, driving, if it's more of a double. Um, better off talking more of a wrestler expertise on that, but that's just my basic uh, basic, uh, basic way to shut it down. That's, that's the reverse of what I do from southpaw because since I'm open stance, it forces a head inside style takedowns a lot. So I'm used to dealing with those, but from the opposite stance. And it's just a very basic, uh, you know, folk style defense of, you know, hip down, whizzer, separate some grips. Uh, Gaethje just has it really drilled in. Um, I would watch that. And then if you're already ahead of the curve, which I wouldn't be surprised if you are, Ghost Phantom, you're on my shouts here. Uh, <laughs> um, people have been asking about his work, by the way. So Ghost actually uh, messaged me. I want to make sure to give his Instagram out. Uh is Instagram, um, I believe it's Kaito Kuroba. So at PHM underscore thief, as it's spelled, T H I E F 96. That should take you to uh, his breakdowns and work. That's goes who you see in the chat. I uh, wanted to give a shout out to him. Um, Jimmy Kudo, uh, Team Magnum Squad, is a hive mind. It's okay, you guys, that, that's, that's, that's fine to be a hive mind there. <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of us with sole purposes of promoting Zhang Wei Li and trying to help her win by asking Jack Slack questions about her. Okay, uh, hey man, if, if you're treating me like Jack Slack, I'll take it as a compliment. Um, I would be be worried about the bot uh, things, you know. I, I know that, especially you know, whether you're supporting a Russian or a Chinese fighter, everyone's just gonna go there anyways and go. It's all bots. It's no one. It's not a real buy right. It's bots. No one wants to see Peter Yan fight. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim Karasu, Tim Magnum for life. Go Zang. Hey, Guru up in the chat. The co-host, run the gauntlet, boy. All right, we love Dan, Tom, Jake, Riggs, and Slacky. All right, cool. We're going to push on to the shouts, and we'll get to the breakdown here. I'll, I'll, I'm going to page mark that. I'll be right back to you guys, chat. Just got to match it up. Uh, the MMA analysis, guys. Um, I jumped on impromptu with them, kind of like the, the chronic combat guys. It's, it's hard to say no, and it's hard not to want to do stuff with uh, people who keep things fun, keep, keep things uh, – Keep it light. And, uh, you know, they're a bit crazy, let's be honest. But, hey, <laughs> I'm crazy too, man. And uh, I definitely let loose a bit on that show. Um, <laughs> if you want to check that out, shouts to uh, Brad and Wes uh, for having me on. Hopefully, new Sean is not get. Oh, speaking of Nate Diaz fight, I think, you know, I, think, I don't want to give away his, his, his – Oh, uh, no. His what his business, but uh, hopefully he's a uh, part. He's uh, traveling somewhere where it's very festive for this week. So uh, enjoy uh -oh. new Sean, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, uh, I want to give those guys a shout, of course. Um, I also wanted to shout uh, Ryan McKinnell, Anthony Lyon, Hart Smith for having me on uh, MMA on Sirius XM. Um, it was really cool, man, uh, to talk to Anthony. Anthony was one of the first UFC fighters to shout out this podcast, talking about half guards. And stuff, and I brought up the conversation with him on there. And uh, again, he was like, he was, he, you know, it's high praise coming from a guy like Anthony Smith. So um, he loved the grip talk, and I just love being uh, uh, being able to nerd out with guys like Anthony Smith or uh, veterans of the space as well, like Ryan McKinnell, who is an OG. That guy is awesome uh, as well. So uh, big shouts to them. I definitely wanted to give uh, them a shout and Ghost, who we who we gave a shout. Um, all right, thanks for putting up with that, TB. We're, we're, I think we're about ready to uh, break the fights down here. Hell yeah, my brother. And in, in that case, you know, we got to get the glassware out, you know, in uh, in due time here. So we'll get the party started, man. Feel free, Let's man. Go. This channel, it's all, it's all welcome. It's all welcome. 
It's just a lamp. Uh, if any YouTube sensors are watching, it is just a lamp. Just a lamp. Uh, he is like Brick Tamlin. He loves lamp, folks. Um, I love lamp. I, yeah. I have, lamp I, wasn't I, not quite so. <laughs> Here we go. I honestly have no lamps in this room. Uh, otherwise, I'd, I, I'd, I would probably be joining. Um, especially for, for my hand. Oh, boy. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I've uh, already taken care of my errands and groceries earlier. Um, yeah, buddy. All right. Now we're All right, playing let's go. card time. UFC 279. Hamzat uh, Shemaya versus Nate Diaz or... UFC 279, Nate Diaz versus Kumshot Shemaev, however you prefer. We know, we know the version that's real. Uh, <laughs> I still got to oh, check baby. my breakdown video. I might have slipped and said the other kind of version of him. But um, anyways, uh, what the heck are the odds? Because best fight odds doesn't ever have anything in the right, oh, in the right place. Is um, the it's a minus 1150 account? and plus 750 now on the comeback. Jeez. It's, it's um, a lot. TB, you take it off here. I I, I just got done talking way too much. Uh, so uh, what, what do you got for this <laughs> I got fight? you, man. Yeah, so uh, I think um, – all right, so y'all can tell me if, if I'm being a little too hipster in the chat. Just go ahead. You know, I know I, know I told Guru, but I can ask all my friends to help me out. That doesn't mean I'm taking Nate Diaz, so listen up. Um, Chimaev, he's going to win here. Um, we saw the way Diaz is showing up in his pictures. I mean, it's very clear he's getting out of his UFC contract coming into this fight. But that's all narrative-based. Um, if we go to the tape, you watch his fight against Leon Edwards. I mean, Leon is picking him apart from range, but, you know, he's also ragdolling him in the, in the wrestling department where Nate's kind of rolling for legs, doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, it looks like he could survive in a lot of departments if he comes in in his best shape. But when you look at the pictures side by side of him coming into the Leon fight versus the, the UFC pictures that they take coming into this fight, man, someone posted online. Guru sent it to me. So shout out whoever that was. But um, yeah, there's a distinct difference. And I know, I know that prime Nate Diaz is not giving up a rear naked choke. But this Nate Diaz saying, hey, you know what? I want to do some boxing. I want to do whatever. I don't want to take too much damage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this fight's not going the distance and you don't want to play Shemaev as minus 450 inside the distance, you know, to get a finish. And you don't want to play Shemaev minus 150 by knockout either. I want Shemaev by submission at plus 225. That's, that's where I settled. And maybe it's a little hipster, but if you're getting plus 225 on a guy that's 50, 50 on his finishes in the UFC, Whereas his other finishing methods, minus 150, I think there's a lot of line value there. And I think Nate will give up a rear naked choke in this one. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was, uh, again, not not to name drop, but just I was on the show. I was talking to him about this in particular. It was Anthony Smith, and his notes lined up uh, with mine as far as Nate turtles a lot and gives a lot of back exposure. Even standing against the cage, he will use the uh, Kimura uh, double wrist lock grip, which gives – gives way to shuck buys, uh, which again is back exposure slams. Masvidal is a really underrated wrestler. Don't get me wrong, but Masvidal was almost like teasing Nate. Like I'm going to shuck by and like making faces at him as he did it. And, and like Nate can never stop those. Um, and against a guy that's his specialty as a uh, uh, pedo, pedo Obi-Wan would say uh, in uh, episode two. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't watched the Obi Wan series. I just hope it's him being Nancy in the desert the whole time, you know, just watching uh, watching Luke grow up. Anyways, um, sorry. <laughs> From afar, there is there is some dirty theme to to a lot of the jokes uh, recently. Uh, but no, um, but 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 uh, 
but yeah, he, you know, it's 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 back to the Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, right? Like he's going to give him those positions, and it's going to be like uh, it's going to be like a Willem Dafoe in, in Spider Man. Choose, Parker. Choose. Uh, I don't think the Diaz brothers are you know, going to go out um, with their brand, it being as it is, uh, to tap, uh, much less to go out easily. They're going to make the doctors or the refs stop it, and then they're the best at passing the what-the-fuck test. Uh, Shout-out to the Co-Main Event podcast. Um, but like you said also, too, Diaz is coming in in shape in this fight, it looks like, which is interesting because uh, my theory lately, which has been true, folks, like I've been saying, like, Nate, Nate Diaz has slowly been turning into um, Tito Ortiz, where like even dating back to the RDA fight, like it's always it's pretty much outside of the Michael Johnson fight, um, it's always a bad camp. Really, every fight has been a bad camp outside of the Michael Johnson fight since the RDA fight because it's just like the old Tito Ortiz fights for for people who don't remember those or, or uh, I'm to a young audience now I'm, I'm older than I realize Tito Ortiz every interview uh, you know is just like ah oh, you know I had a I had a CC seven I, I suffered a C nine I suffered a like the whole post fight was him listing all the injuries he was dealing with in camp and like Nate's version is just like 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 whether he wins or loses like, yeah I can fucking spar I yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just, he just trails off, right? Like every time he can't spar, you know, I'm kind of bone, I can't spar. You guys just fucking cut. I just never go through where I am, I right? Size is Kurt Pellegrino. And uh, like, I remember, by the way, when he fought Kurt Pellegrino, that was the first time where I was just like, dude, was this guy stoned? Like during the fight? Like, how hard did Kurt Pellegrino elbow him from the crucifix? Because Nate was just like, and yeah, yeah, Richard Denver, yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if we're gonna get that, get get that, Nate. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about uh, you know, uh, the, the uncle at the barbecue, uh, Tony Ferguson, as far as the new evolutions of fighters go. But uh, yeah, are we getting Tito Ortiz, Nate, or not? Um, he, here's the thing: I'm picking Chamayev, and I'm picking Chamayev around three. I don't think it gets out of round three because even if it gets goes that long with Diaz doing well with Tremaya being one-sided traffic, that cut on the right eye that I just referenced is going to probably stop the fight. I also got round three as a net from round two, like we saw with Masvidal and Nate. Um, the fight was actually should have been stopped in round three, but a lot of times, right, they'll call the doctor in after the 45-second respite. Mm-hmm. So if you're counting for a doctor stoppage, sometimes picking the round after the hot round, right? And... And uh, they got the hot round right. Like I was talking with Anthony Smith, he, you know, the hot round is round two. That's when he was picking Chimaev, and he kind of convinced me to be honest. I want to give him credit because he was challenging my round three. Um, but I do think that round two is going to be the hot round. It's not set as a total from one and a half for the obvious reasons for nothing, folks. So I think round two and round three, Chimaev. I played that. I juiced it up by TKO in one house, um, and I uh, I got it at plus twelve hundred round three, twenty five ducats. Uh, plus 475 round two, 25 ducats. So only a half unit exposure. Mm-hmm. I'm a decent plus money. And then here's what I did to be crazy. This, this is a really dumb uh, R word uh, <laughs> shotgun spray. It just makes no sense. So take what you like from it. You don't have to follow me. But I just, it's just so complacent. It really is a hard fight to bet. But if you really want to throw money away and you really like Nate Diaz, you don't care about throwing money away. His most lively round is going to be round two. That's when Chemayev lost on all three cards to Gilbert D- Durino Burns. Um, Dorino is able to coax him out of that battle. And even though Dorino is more of an athlete, higher ceiling, more dangerous than Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz is still a really good finisher with good finishing instincts and a veteran that knows what to do if someone gets hurt, tired, or puts down the proverbial pack. 
And round two is the round to put down the path, especially when you're aggressive. Whether you gas out and stay gassed out, or you're like Chemayev and you can, you can get a second win, but you're going to have a you, – you have to – like Aldo, you, the, some of the greats are this way, right? Those athletic greats, they have their pockets of recovery. So you got to bet the pocket, right, inside the pocket, and a guy that can pick up the pack, right? You know, it's not about tactics or this guy throws this, sometimes I can throw this. That's part of it, but sometimes it's just a pacing game. You know, just like they say your black belt turns into a brown belt once you get tired. Then it turns into a blue belt after you get punched in the face. You can work it down to a white belt, theoretically, right? <laughs> Pacing does the same thing for striking, grappling, and everything, right? Because if you attack someone's pacing, if you can kind of hang out and weather their storm, and when they go to take the breath, you step on it, you 10x the effects of whatever you're choosing to do now, you know? Because their mm-hmm. defense is minus 10 now. Uh, at least, right? So theoretical, but uh, yeah, Nate Diaz round two submission. Because again, if he hurts him, he's not a knockout puncher. And then Kamzat's going to shoot, right? So it'll be Nate Diaz sub if you're trying to narrow it down. If you want Nate Diaz, if that money line's not juicy enough, if sub's not juicy enough, you could go plus 3,500 Nate Diaz sub round two. I put $5 on it, plus 3,500. So 55 bucks total exposed here. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Well, fair enough, man. I think uh, where we ended up as a team on uh, Chronic Combat, uh, our official play is probably going to be the over one and a half at minus 155. Um, just think that Nate is going to have a level of survivability here. And uh, yeah, the, the boxing, you know, it should be solid enough. And and he does have a chin. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll have my little degenerate sprinkle on that comes out sub, but I, I'll probably go down on the ship with that one. That's not going to be a big play. <laughs> Definitely shout to you guys if that hits. Um, back to the chat before we continue on with this breakdown. Thanks. Be sure to like, uh, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, or if you want to participate, hit the subscribe. Please, it makes no like you wait like five minutes before you can start like making those um, ball sack penis things in the chat. What is it like? Pound sign B. Dan, don't encourage your listeners to pollute your chat. This, this is why I'm terrible, folks. Uh, Rio Sozin Tresdale. We talked about this on Drake's show. Do you guys think that this card is filled with manipulative one-sided matchmaking i know we have to be positive but i am not watching this card legally i'm gonna forget you said that last part uh not that i'm judging by the way uh just you know protecting you but i mean again i will say this before i throw it over to tv uh spoiler alert i'm on a lot of favorites here uh if that means anything where are you at tv if you don't want to give away too much to answer this question yeah yeah no i um I tend to agree, and I've been trying to adjust to a bit more of a dog hunting approach overall. Not that I'm, you know, digging in too hard, but yeah, it's a, it, it's slim pickings this week. But we'll find our spots. We will. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got uh, Guru was all over Wood Easy Guru. Nathaniel, <laughs> folks, Nathaniel. Not that I'm joking, yeah, yeah. by the way. Oh, Guru's always all over the wood. Let me tell I mean, you. That, that fight probably gave you wood, especially if you bet the wood side. I mean, I oh love, yeah, I on the wrong side, and I love that fight. Um, Kendra's <laughs> Shield. This is cool. I love that there are so many Zhang Wei Li fans. She's gotten so much hate from YouTube and most MMA media. Absolutely, absolutely. That's another reason why I welcome. I will. I will gladly. Uh, be adopted by the Drake Riggs and the, the Magnum squad uh, for that reason, especially because I, I, I definitely was vocal about that. And I'm hope that it's changing too. That's awesome. James Kendrick, how does one take advantage of a fighter who backs up a lot and waits for the opponent to attack uh, to shoot a double leg? I will second this answer to Zhang Weili's coach, 
uh, Kai and the Hickman brothers. Yeah, they're much more better to, uh, uh, to, to answer this than me, by the way, folks. Please. If you have access to any MMA coach or, like, legit coach, um, ask them. But uh, as far as me answering it, uh, how does one take advantage of a fighter who backs up a lot and waits for an opponent to attack to shoot? Um, considering that's kind of like what I like to do and my opponent might be watching this. I don't know if I want to answer that. If I, even if I knew the answer, uh, <laughs> 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 which is there, there's some truth there. Uh, no, but, um, honestly, uh, faints, faints, um, faints and, uh, counter wrestling shots. Uh, if you listen to the, uh, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but you heard it from the, the horse's mouth. Uh, and I mean that out of respect, obviously Eric Nixick, a couple of shows back folks, if you want to go listen to that 278 breakdown, um, he talks about counter wrestling shots, the uppercuts, body shots, front kicks, um, things to kind of d- deter the shots as well. So not just feints, but there are strikes uh, coupled with feints, um, not just being smart with your footwork and not like rushing in and giving your hips, obviously, right? Where you're like almost asking for someone to take you down. Um, that's my basic answer. I really suggest you go ask Coach Kai and the Hickman brothers. Those are fantastic uh, resources if you can. If you can. Uh, Gaia, Night Lord. Man, the Drake Riggs crew loves Dan and Drake. Love to see it. I love it too. My guy, Robbie G. <laughs> Rob Green. New level. Pajo Silva. <laughs> Even though he's such a letdown, I, that will never get old to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jimmy Kudo, we called the Robert Whitaker play last week. Clinic decision by Whitaker. Yes, we did. Shout, shout, shout to you, Jimmy Kudo. Jin Karasu, Robert Whitaker is pound for pound talent. So is Israel Adesanya. However, after watching Whitaker versus Vittori, 185 um, is not a good division. <laughs> yeah, 185 gets a lot of hate. I got love for some middleweights, so uh, I, I, you know, I, I criticize I, enough in my article, so I, I got I got love too. Um, last one here, so we don't get too off course. Uh, I'll end on one of the next two actually, because I see my man Mark Fellows down there. We use <laughs> Sozin Truesdale says to build off Dan's point on Yoel Romero changing Whitaker. Zhang Wei Lee came back better than ever after losing to Rose back at UFC 261. Different instances, but yes, that that, that you know, um, you know, a quick instance versus a war, but still a fair point. Uh, Mark Fellows, of course I'm here. Rain, hail, or shine. Mark Fellows, my man. Uh, one of the real fighters showing up, man. Uh, fighting the good fight. We 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 love you. Uh, we we love you, Mark. Um, and with your uh, Rob appreciation. Okay, we're gonna get back <laughs> to the breakdown here. Coming event time. Li Jingliang minus three hundred five. Tony Ferguson plus two fifty five. <laughs> um, man, a lot of people I respect on Tony. I love Tony. He's one of my favorite fighters to break down. He's one of my favorite fighters. Um, but I find myself on the Lee side, uh, before I get into my reasonings, where are you on this? Cause I'll be, I'll be happy to be wrong here, obviously. Yeah. Um, so what I was kind of saying the other day, um, when I was breaking this fight down originally is, you know, I love Lee at that plus 200 and then, and then you get him as his knockout is like either plus 400 to plus 600. I love Lee as the underdog. It's, it's one of my favorite plays. Uh, but just seeing Lee as a minus 305 in a fight where we expect him to be taking place like most successfully from distance. And I don't think Tony's at too much of a disadvantage, especially like, you know, pace wise, he should be able to keep it up. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, is that the speed of Lee, the size of Lee um, and the power of Lee should be the difference makers in this fight. And that's where Lee at minus 305, you know, I don't want to lay the money line. So it's like I'm trying to find any which prop I possibly can to make this thing work. 
um, without having to take Tony Ferguson as the plus money because like I think the one way Tony Ferguson wins this fight is if Lee goes for one of those takedowns that he he shouldn't be doing in this fight. But yeah, I mean, listen, that Tony Ferguson by sub, that that's like the one way I see it happening. Um, if if you were like, oh, yeah, and plus 800, like that's crazy for Ferguson. There's no way that I can do that though. So we need to come back to reality. And and it's the Legion Leon. The, the thing we like doing on our show is uh, is doing like the over one and a half parlayed to the fighter. So Li Jing Liang and over one and a half is minus 110. But then the other thing that we were looking at, um, we were trying to get on FanDuel to see what they were going to have as far as like the round three or decision. So that's, uh, yeah, plus 115. My boy Guru already had it loaded for me. So that's uh, that's where we end up here. Because I do think Tony Early is going to be fine. It's more boxing approach with leg kicks that that lee comes with not those crazy like that front kick from chandler i mean yeah dude that's gonna happen but uh ferguson's chin is legit otherwise so what was that line again and where did where did you find, find yes that off of? okay so on FanDuel, it's uh rounds three or decision for lee jing liang and it's plus 115. We're on the same side there. Please quote those FanDuel lines anytime you can. Anyone that has access to those or DraftKings, I'm really bad at that. Um, my next, I think one of my next guests is going to be a fan, uh, a fantasy guy who uh, I've been wanting to get on here. I'm also going to be doing another fantasy guy show, um, Kyle Marley. Uh, so I, I want to try to give that more, uh, more love and those nice. people more love that deserve it that do that. Uh, I'm here in Vegas, so I don't even have like access to the cool. Forget the fantasy side of it, but even the cool lines <laughs> that they offer. So I'm really jealous when you guys talk about these and, and take these. So please shout those all day because even though my sad ass can't do anything but uh, but, but but jerk to it, uh, my listeners might be able to, you know, actually do something with it. So uh, th- th- that's great. Thanks for that. No, of course, man. Um, basically, uh, I, uh, I, I, I love it because uh, our analysis kind of lines up here. Um, I played rounds two and rounds three uh lee um by ko to juice it up in one house i think i got it at like plus 600 round two plus 1200 round three i only put 20 dollars on those so again under a half unit exposure um and that's the thing like between this fight and the next fight i'm thinking about parlaying but there's so many people i respect on the other side and i legitimately like the, the first three fights were the most three meaningful fights in the main card like I love all the fighters I'm picking against too. So it's like, I'm not exactly rushing to just keep dumping more units against guys I like, but uh, I am thinking about throwing them in a parlay. I haven't, I might not folks. I'm not saying you should. Um, but if I don't, I'll be really happy knowing that I only have under a half unit exposed. And even if I do, and I still lose, I'll take solace in knowing that um, my guy, Tony Ferguson and a bunch of my friends cash to who grabbed that money line. Definitely. I'm never a hater when it comes to that. Like, uh, if you're going to cash, great, man. Like, I'm happy for you. Like, I, I love when people can stick to their play and, and end up cashing on it because I know the same thing's going to happen for me at some point, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, anything anything more on this fight before we before we push on? No, no. I feel good about that. Yeah. And, and basically, I uh, I just want to make one note that you said also that it's coming back to me in your uh, really good breakdown there. Lee doesn't go for as many of those takedowns you were talking about, which I like here. Um, he's really focused a lot on his boxing, which I've talked about in previous breakdowns. And that's kind of he's always had a good leg kick in the right hand, which are going to be great weapons for Tony Ferguson. Uh, I know Lee was spotted wearing a leg sleeve. Sometimes that just doesn't mean anything like 
Um, sometimes you're wearing it for a cut. Sometimes you're wearing it for like reasons that aren't even like your knee. Like I've been wearing a lot of like sleeves for different reasons for cuts mm. and stuff actually when I'm training, uh, or when mm. I'm shooting, it just, I'm like, why, why damage my knee further than I need to. Right. So you always gotta be, be careful when you, when you see those things. And Tony Ferguson, we know has leg problems and we haven't seen him with his shirt off. I was going to ask you that if we saw any of those photos yet. Um, because oh, Ferguson? I, I, yeah, I have a feeling he didn't pack on quality weight, and that's what's also scared me too. I yes, don't trust not him too. quality. I've seen, this guy, I've seen this guy eat in his prime in camp, and um, he is, uh, you know, uh, and I mean, and I don't mean this, I don't mean this um, in a bad way. Uh, I just, for lack of a better word, I, I want to be real sensitive. But let's just say, like, to, to, toward Ferguson or anybody that that seriously struggles with schizophrenia, but like his diet is is, is about as schizophrenic as uh, you might think uh, think it would be. Uh, wow. it looks like, uh, yeah, man, like, I, I'm telling you, Guru sent me that side by side once again of like what he looked like in his last fight of 155 versus what he looked like in this fight of 170. Very similar to like the Diaz comparison we had earlier. And yeah, man, it did, like you said, it doesn't look like the good type of weight that he added on only four months after that knockout. Uh, yeah, I want to take Tony at this line, but you just can't, man. All the things just don't add up to Tony. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know what you mean, man. Uh, and you know the crowd will be on his side of for what that's worth, but I don't know, man. Lee's training also at at uh, Sanford, and he's at the uh, the the Strength and Conditioning Institute with uh with the same one uh, Gilbert Durino uses, and uh, just training with all those killers. So um, he's got respect for the Dars choke. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm on Lee here. Um, all right, next fight, uh, we got uh. Kevin Holland minus one ninety five. D Rod Daniel Rodriguez plus one sixty five. Um, some people I respect are are, are picking Rodriguez here. Um, Kevin Holland is definitely a guy who you know I we don't we're not seeing the minus four hundred lines here, but he's been getting those since welterweight, and I've been waiting to catch those to catch that trend speeding. Uh, so I was initially looking at D Rod. Uh, it's tough. Kevin Holland's southpaw record is seven two and one with an asterisk. He probably should be six and four. But again, some of those are like with Gerald Mearshart, where it was a grappling fight that he probably lost in me and many's eyes, um, as opposed to the striking threat that Daniel Rodriguez is going to bring. D-Rod will shoot occasionally. I imagine he will shoot when, he, when he's hurt because he's got a decent shot, although it's not a part of his game. Um, and that's part of the reason why uh, I think that Holland, I'm going to pick him by sub. And again, it's one of those things. He's a guy that he's a classic guy. He's, Choose, Parker. Choose. Uh, TKO or sub, right? Um, but here's the thing. Um, this fight, it's either going to end early or it's going to be competitive where whether you cash your Rodriguez ticket or not, you're not going to look completely stupid at the end of the day, even if you lose. I think it's gonna, mm-hmm. you know he's going to make it competitive, right? Uh, but the thing yeah. is that first round. Now, Holland gets finishes all over the place, you know? Uh it's not like he's a first round guy per se, but here's a trend that I noticed with D rod D rod gets hit a lot in the first round. Um, he's like a guy who will talk about um, Akeem Duwadu who in the first round, for whatever reason, they're just kind of getting their senses. That's just when they're most, they're, they're most available to be hit. Right. Um, and that could happen. That could definitely uh, happen here. Um, that's what I'm seeing, especially the open stance, uh, Kevin Holland's pinpoint cross. Um, a lot of people have been hit, able to hit D rod with that early on in fights. He's able to recover. Uh, I hope Kevin Holland's not underestimating him. It's definitely a worry, uh, which is why he's on that cuffs where he's a usual suspect as far as the lineup. Who do I want to parlay if I want to parlay <laughs> at all? He is on that list, folks. Does that mean I'm going to pull the trigger on him? No. 
Uh, I'm definitely not rushing. I haven't been rushing a parlay in general for what that's worth. Um, mm. But uh, he's kind of on the flux. So what I did do was I played Kevin Holland uh, round one at plus 325 uh, for uh, 0.33 units, so a third of a unit. Uh, and that's what, like roughly a unit, uh, just over a unit return. And then I put a a small point, you know me, point seventeen u point one seven u on Kevin Holland round one submission plus fourteen hundred. So uh, both could possibly yep load the bullets. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, load so them buckets. Yep. <laughs> so both could possibly hit. And again, I'm only exposing just like the other two fights uh, on this card that we went through. I'm only exposing max a half unit so far. Really, roughly a half unit. So um, that's all. That, that's all I got. I don't know if I'm going to parlay him, but right now it's uh, Kevin Holland round one is what I'm targeting. Nice, yeah. I, uh, hey man, we're on the same side again, and and I think I might be crazy enough to go ahead and parlay this one because I've been looking at that, you know, that DraftKings fight parlay with the Holland and over one and a half. But man, I'm so sketched out because you're that. That's the thing. Before I did tape, I was like, oh like guru daniel rodriguez or we land him like should we get on him before the line moves too much like why is he plus 165 but yeah i mean it makes sense uh when i when i finally got down to looking at the stats and everything i mean yeah you know he's got a good grappling game but at the same time he's also only shot 0.8 takedowns per 15 minutes this is where the stats help out because you think of something in your mind and, and then as you're watching the tape it kind of just helps confirm or it's like, ooh, they don't match up. I need to dig deeper. So, yeah, I was like, wow, D-Rod's not shooting. And then, two, he gets hit way too much. So, yeah, his distance defense might be somewhere around the same level as, as Kevin Holland's. Like, they're only a few percentage points difference from distance specifically. But Kevin Holland, his opponents can't throw it as high of a pace because of the, the disadvantage in the reach. Whereas mm-hmm. D-Rod, his opponents are able to get in and put a pace on him. So you add up the fact that Kevin Holland is also a guy that outpaces his opponents by four strikes per minute. You put all those pieces together and you just see Kevin Holland putting on a performance on the feet. And D-Rod, the only time he's actually going to shoot is if he's compromised. And we see that Holland is is a guy that's been improving his takedown defense and his get-ups. And D-Rod just faced a guy that could be a you know in between a 155 and 170 whereas kevin holland had been fighting at 185 regardless of where he should have been cutting to he was facing the big boys so i don't think rodriguez is going to have an advantage in any of that he's given up seven inches of reach two inches of height so just everything adds up from tape to to stats and and i do think that kevin holland minus 195 is is a parlay piece so um, it's just about, like you're saying, because we're on so many favorites on this card, you really have to be careful about which guys you're choosing to put together, um, because there's going to be a landmine somewhere. And I'm hoping that we pick the right ones as our dog hunter status here. But, uh, yeah, Holland, uh, he will be a parlay piece for me, but I like, I like the way you're looking at this too. I love that submission idea. If this is going to end inside the distance, cause D rod's tough. Yeah. D rod's tough. We saw that Dwight Grant fight again, another long fighter, uh, who tagged Ooh. him early, right? Rocked him early. Mm-hmm. And D rod will wrestle back to his base. He'll give his back. Dwight Grant's not a submission threat, but, uh, Kevin Holland would have put him away. He wouldn't have let him back in. He would have submitted him at that point. Once he started kind of zombieing back to his base, go ahead, TB. No, I was, I was just giving you the, yes, sir. That is exactly it. Like that's, that's where your round one and the submission prop both come into play because as we saw with Tim Means, Kevin Holland is opportunistic and he's got the long limbs to fit in those chokes and cut off the arteries or get on the trachea a little bit easier than, than guys that, that don't have that type of advantage.
Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Uh, all right, so again, I'm on round one. Uh, I'm on round one there at plus 325, and then 1,400 round one sub. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to catch up a little bit on the chat. Um, let's see here. We got uh, Guru. That's definitely true. We bet fight goes the distance. Talking about an earlier fight, we parlayed the over 1.5 in the main event. Nice. Um, let's see. Ghost. Speaking of Robert Whitaker, he must watch this podcast because he didn't do that weird low line sidekick to the knee from the closed dance matchup. That's right. You did call for that, Ghost. Great, great shout from the <laughs> previous chat. Um, let me see. Can we go down here? WA Mania. Damn. I too love Lamp, Theo C. Jr., my man, Theo. What's <laughs> up? What's up? Uh, no worries. We appreciate the shout-out, Ghost. Um, last one here, and then I'll push on, and I'll get back to the chat. Synchro Wing, why did the UFC make a card like this? It seems like a card of foregone conclusions, as Jake Rigg talks about. Maybe they maybe they coax and make Diaz and, like, listen, if you take this Kamzat fight, we'll give you pay-per-view points in Vegas, huh? Huh? Little did he know it was, like, you know – you know, another like kind of, I don't know if Colby, I think Colby George even had a better card than this, but yeah, it's been bad folks. You guys know me. I'm not, I'm not fluffing and I'm not, I'm not beating around the bush here. I'm not, I'll call it as it is. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to continue on with the main card with the paid portion of the card. Arin Aldana minus 180 Macy Chasson plus 155. Um, again, I didn't get a chance to watch this fight since last night, so no new takes for me here. I will have to watch tape on it a little bit because I will have to write this fight up on my main card, Quick Picks and Prognostications. I'm leaning toward Aldana, but I'm not in a rush to bet her because betting against Fortis MMA just doesn't seem to be a good idea in general, especially right now. Any thoughts on this fight, TV? Yes, uh, this is, I think, my, this is this is my dog spot here on the main card. Um, Macy Chasson, I think she's got that dog in her, uh, but I need to see the weight cut. Got to make sure the 135 goes at least somewhat smoothly. I don't need to see perfect. We just can't see the box and her, you know, like there, you know, we can't see the Aspen lad essentially. Uh, but I, I would feel good, you know, just making sure we get that cut down. So tomorrow morning, the line's not going to jump anything crazy, but I will think, you know, face offs, I think it's going to be super interesting because, uh, Chasson. She should have a bit of an advantage here uh, when it comes to the size. She's got two inches in height and about four inches in reach. And it's not that she uses it so much in the striking, but she loves to get to the clinch and just smother. So I think it's going to be up to Aldana to hurt her on the way in in the same way she did to Yana Kunitskaya. But also, you watch that Yana fight and like Aldana lands a big body shot with with like uh you know i love i know dan tom and the body shots but but also when you're like two and a half months pregnant and you don't know it ah so yeah that really changed the fight um that body shot and her nose was busted also yana got her nose busted but like that body shot as dan tom always likes to say like you got to pay attention to the body work and aldana will do it but chasson just seems so tough and i think she's better at getting to that cage pushing position but Aldana, man, I mean, uh, there's something telling me like, hey, man, you should be a little careful about how much you put on Chasson. But I think at the line, I feel good. The Fortis, I was just watching Sa um, uh, Saif Saud and his amazing corner work. Uh, what was it, last week? Or no, I'm sorry, a few weeks ago with Jeff Neal. And just his brutal honesty and way to get his fighters to really dig in. That's what we're going to need in this fight. Because Aldana, she can kind of like, 
she can kind of get a little flustered and frustrated in there. We saw that in the home fight, and it's not due to athleticism. It could just be due to smarts and ring craft. I don't think Macy's got the best ring craft, but I think she's got that dog in her. So plus 155, uh, that's a half unit to a unit play for me. I just got to see the weigh-in first. So tomorrow morning, check it out. I respect that. And that's a great note on the weigh-in because that does seem to be on her mind. It's a big part of her camp. I think that's why she has that narrative out there. She wants more girls to fight at both weight classes, so maybe she doesn't have to cut that (laughs) weight. Um, But, yeah, man, she's also at that point of her career where she's due for a a step up on skills jump, right, as far as those intangibles go. And she's got the great corner work and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking at it with an open mind for sure. Uh, I love me some Aldana, obviously. And she is favored, so I'm, that's probably why I'm leaning in that direction. I'll have to take a closer look um, uh, to see what's uh, what's going on there. So uh, check for uh, my main card picks and prognostications for that. But thanks for letting us know what you're on and opening the main card, light heavyweight, because um, they love doing that. Uh, Ewan Kutlaba, minus 195, Johnny Walker, plus 165. Um, biased because it's the extreme couture stuff, I guess, but Kutlaba uh, is a wild man. Um, he could be a quiet parlay piece just because it's, I have such little faith in Johnny Walker, um, and the trends. And it's one of those things where it's like Q Lava is a favorite. Q Lava just made the most epic mistake to like, why you should never bet on him. And it's going to keep everybody's money away. Right. And then in hindsight, he's just going to be like, Oh, that was easy money. Um, I always say either go for something super contrarian, like fight goes to decision, which I don't think it's going to because of the crowd and cute lava likes the crowd. And that's going to make him go wild no matter what the game plan is, I think. Um, so I'm going to pick cute lava and probably stay away. But I it don't hate me if you see him in a random parlay come fight day, if I'm feeling froggy or something. But uh, <laughs> it's nothing that I could honestly recommend with a straight face. I will say non-technical, but tell me if this isn't drive the point home, man. Um, speaking of, uh, chronic, chronic combat conversations, Johnny Walker said in an interview that, uh, he, uh, he, he, you know, he's talking about drugs ruined his life and we're like, well, can you elaborate on that? And apparently it wasn't, it wasn't heroin. It wasn't cocaine. It was, we- it wasn't even weed. It was, it was yeah. CBD tincture. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. You don't understand. Even though it says no THC, there's a little bit of THC in it. We're like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this hand gesture. And he goes, fuck. And, and I'm not this guy, but like, I mean, talk about handle your shit, Thaddeus, right? I mean, if you know, quote, if you know, uh, props to anybody who knows what I'm talking about, what, what, what movie I'm talking about. Handle your shit, Thaddeus. The guy said he was out of it for three days and needed to be consoled by his girlfriend because he took too much tincture. He's 6'5. He's a fucking heavyweight in there. He took too much CBD tincture. I'm sorry, man. I don't care. You can throw out all the tape study. I know I'm a technical nerd. But if you tell me that one guy can't handle CBD tincture and the other guy can, I don't know, man. It feels like it's a pretty easy pick here. TB, what do you got? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's kind of you're picking your poison here. It's either Cuda Laba minus 125 by knockout or it's like minus 110 inside the distance in case he learned how to, you know, go for the neck but yeah i mean as much as I, I was thinking johnny walker might be that guy on the main card that could be the one to ruin the parlay stuff like that um i think you're right overall like i'm scared off betting cute Lava here a hundred percent but is that the narrative do we need to fade the narrative and is Kude Lava a guy that in retrospect is minus 400 because 
He could beat Johnny Walker by starching him on the feet with an overhand right because Walker's chin sucks. He cuts a ton of weight to make 205, and his chin has never really been great. And and two, Cute Lava is like seven seven takedowns per 15 minutes, uh, and he does it at an extremely high percentage. And Johnny Walker, his gas tank just depletes immediately anytime he needs to grapple defensively. It's not that he can't do it. He's actually pretty well-skilled. It's just he can't do it for long. So even though Kyrie Laba might gas out with his offensive wrestling, I think that Johnny Walker gasses out defensively himself. So, hey, maybe this does go the distance. Maybe that's the narrative to fade because maybe it's just Kyrie Laba is going for that kill on the ground and he gasses himself out, but he's still able to land the takedowns and sit on top a la like the, uh, the, the Devin Clark fight, which, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, Papa Bear comes in the chat right now. You know? uh. <laughs> oh, man, that's one of the best ones. <laughs> Uh, it's just so good. Like as much as it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a cartoon, but it's like legit what he does. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Cute lava, man. I, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Well, see, that's what I was originally looking at was cute lava by decision plus five hundred twenty bucks. You don't want to see again gets you a unit return. Mm. Um, mm. and then some. But like you know, uh, uh but because if it goes to the decision, who's going to be the more damaging fighter? Um, and maybe both guys are scared, right? You know, the narrative glass cannon for Chin Walker. And again, SBG, they're going to teach him how to outfight, but not give him a lot of layers if they get pressed. So he, he can get controlled to your previous point. And then you got Extreme Couture. So he's going to have the wrestling and, and all the smart encouragement from Eric Nixick. It's just the crowd that worries me because, again, it doesn't matter who you have in the corner. Um, you know, I, you know, you know, people were giving my guy uh, Eric shit after the whatever the Hermanson or the Strickland fights. And you, you guys heard him on the podcast. Like, it's not like he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? It's not up to it's not up to him. It's not a video game controller one for one. It's the fighters that are in there. That's why they deserve the credit. But it's also why we got to remember: uh, just because you come from a certain camp or have like an amazing corner man, that's not everything. It's 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 how do they fight, right? And um and again, it's not to criticize the other camp, SBG Ireland or anything. But if you want to look at camps too, he lost to Span, who is a, a camp coming from a camp that's red hot, Fortis MMA. We just talked mm. about right. And then now we're going to SBG, who, you know, um, yeah. I don't want to pile on, but uh, I will say this. Shouts to the Heavy Hands podcast. They say you can always judge a camp by not their star. How do they, you know, are they improving the lower level guys? You know, are, you know, are, are, are the are the Maki Patolos of the world? Are the Dan Ige's of the world? Are those are you producing those guys? Are those guys getting better and, you know, fighting, you know, and, and, and fighting above their head? Um, as well, or is it just one star and you never hear from really anybody again? I'm going to leave it at that, TB. But um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but there's yeah. so many people in this chat right now. Yo, make sure you guys throw a like on this video. Oh, make thanks, sure you man. guys subscribe to Dan Tom's channel if you haven't already. And make sure, hey, run out of this chat real quick. Hop over to Chronic Combat. You know, make sure you hit the subscribe on that channel too, Chronic Combat Conversations. But come back. Yo, we have like 20 viewers in here, only like 10 likes or whatever. I popped in to take a look. You guys are watching. Just hit the like button. It's not that hard. Come on. Appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for hitting the like button and subscribe to participate. Uh, I will do my best to answer. For example, you're getting some love, by the way, uh, TB in the chat. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good take uh, from Jin Karasu, giving you some love. Rio Sozin has a question. Uh, he says, Dan, are you a Cobra Kai fan? Season 5 comes out at 12 a.m. today. Sorry for the off-topic question. It's not too off-topic because... I don't know if I'm not a fan because I, I just haven't watched it, to be honest. I'm, I've heard good things. TB, are you a fan of the Cobra Kai series? 
You know, I haven't watched yet. I'm one of those people that's so far behind on everything. I'm like, oh, I'll add it to my list. And then my list is like this. And then the amount that I watch is like that. So the list just ever, ever growing. So Cobra Kai, you know, like add it on. I'll get there. I will. I promise. Maybe I'll have like a long layoff at some point where I'm laid up and all I do is watch shit. So <laughs> great point here. Someone says, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, someone says, uh, do you guys think it's a uh, ghost? Do you think it's interesting that Nate doesn't really wall walk? Yeah, the Diaz brothers, not mm. really a lot of wall walking. You know, I know a lot of gi mm. jitsu, a lot of boxing in the ring. They do have a cage there where they train, um, but that's definitely not a specialty of theirs. That's a great yeah. point. They do they do good when the opponent's backs to the fence. That's when they <laughs> that's when they come to life. Um, but yeah, they don't have the uh, uh, other side to it. Um, Ghost says he likes to go away from the fence and do that knee shield, which isn't really good for MMA. I like a knee shield, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. You gotta, you gotta use that cage. Um, Dan, Tom, Drake, Riggs are great. More love there. Kimball Mercer, good afternoon, Dan. What are your thoughts on Zhang Weili's workout videos on IG? Does it inspire you to work harder? Uh, or is it Tony Ferguson-like, as everyone seems to call her the female Tony? Um, <laughs> it, it does inspire me to work harder. I mean, all these athletes do, man. It, it just, I, I'm, I'm in awe, and I, and I respect it. It's, it's incredibly hard uh, as someone who is um, doing their best to uh, uh, imitate it. Uh, to, as best as possible right now. Um, Alvin Yagaturi, such great attention to detail for both of you gentlemen. I can tell you really do your work and watch film on these phenomenal fighters. Not all of us agree, but we all respect your ideas and analysis. That's what's up. That's the attitude right there. Thank right, you. TV? Thank you. Yes, uh, that's what it's all about, man. That's why I got uh, in this space. Um, um, Jimmy Kudo, since you will not be doing a preview show uh, at November 12th, can you do a special preview of Zhang Wei Li for Spars over 281? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to take pay-per-views off, so that's my last hard week of sparring. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to work that week. And what I think I'm going to do, I think there's cards the next two weeks, folks. I think I'm just going to use my only two weeks of vacation time and take that fight week off and the week after. Um God forbid, hopefully I don't need it the week after, but I can just use it to relax because I'm going to need some time to eat and not do nothing because uh, I am long overdue for that shit. <laughs> I will tell you that. All right, going to the prelims and I'll get back to you guys. We got Akeem Dewodu, minus 225, Julian Arosa, plus 190. I got to take the lead here because I have some corrections and omissions. Um, boy, I probably should have DM my guy, Brascheck. I hope he's watching. Um. I, I usually use Arosa as the example of a guy who, if he doesn't get finished in round one, he's hard to finish him. You can't finish him. Well, you can. He's He's been finished in round two before and round three by Julio Arce, which is of note because Arce, even though he's a southpaw, he is one of the better analogs just because he's got he's got the uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing swagger, so to speak. Um, so I do want to apologize for that if I misled anybody as far as round – you know, not that I said round one or bust, but I definitely pointed that out, which is true. Uh, Julian Arosa, win or lose, gets hurt in round one a, a lot. And I like Arosa. He comes from Extreme Couture. There's that bias. I'll be rooting for him. I I, I liked him anyways because he looks like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> um, as I continue with old-ass references here. Um, but uh, and he was looking like a live dog, but this was the fight TV where I was like, you know, after I went through my fourth hula hoop, on how Arosa was going to win this fight. I was like, you know what? He legs, body, and a counter striker, a guy that doesn't get tired and has, has, has serviceable takedown defense, probably one of the worst matchups on paper, hardest matchups on paper. Um, Dewodu, um, 
Yeah, I'm going to pick DeWoto here. He is, And he was a justified favorite. I didn't disagree or anything before. Again, it wasn't like I was like, oh, Gone's the wrong person's favorite. Ty should be favorite. Like, no. Is, is the dog worth taking a shot? I'm not arguing mm. about the favorite here, folks. Um, that being said, uh, to show that, and again, not that I need to, because I, I, I pick against extreme couture-based fighters all the time, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go, uh, my heart's going to be with Arosa. Um, if I have a bet before this fight and it cashes, I will consider putting some Arosa inside the distance because he will make things ugly. He will attack some missions, like guys like Evilev who have way better wrestling and process than Arosa doesn't have the same submission threats. And again, Arosa, when you give your back and turtle, it, uh, like Dewodu does, you don't just give your back for back takes, which Evil have used, but not he's not a, he's not much of a closer from submission standpoint, right? And he gassed out in the third round where uh, Arosa comes to life in the third round. But um, turtling also exposes front headlocks. And Arosa's got those long arms. We saw it against Jordan, uh, those front headlock chokes. And Dewodu is a guy, kind of like Daniel Rodriguez, where he can get hit early a lot in fights too and mm-hmm. or lose the first round or give optics bad enough to where judges will go against him. Like, he probably should have won these fights outright that were splits in his defense. But because of how he fights optically, again, he goes to the legs and body, which I love, but people and, you know, human nature, judges, not the again, judges, they're more credible than, than they get credit for, folks. They absolutely do give credit to impactful leg and body strikes, but human nature being what it is, you see the head strikes more. So oddly enough, folks, again, I'm not coming at the judges, but oddly enough, a guy like DeWoto who counters goes to the legs and body. I say this all the time. He also coincidentally, oddly enough, on the end of a bunch of split decisions where he probably should have outright won, right? So mm. Arosa's volume alone could make that lie, but again, volume comes with counter-strike caveats, and Dewadu's got a really mean left-hook counter that I could not stop watching his jab, and then when I went back to watch the Arosa-Peterson fight, watching a guy like Peterson, um, I know he came in overweight, but Peterson's not a big, imposing guy, and he's for a former Bantamweight, you know, and seeing him rock him like it was he was fighting Devontae Smith all over again was, was really troubling, you know? Yes. And I love Arosa, man. He's when he's putting it together. You heard Eric Nixon on this podcast. He's one of the best fighters in the world, uh, whether people mm-hmm. realize it or not. He really puts those performances together in and out of the gym, um, and he can come with those big ops, upsets on game night as well. So I'm absolutely hoping I'm wrong here. This pick um, again. If I'm up and feeling froggy, maybe I put a small amount on Arosa inside the distance, as that should be even more inflated as the money continues to come in on Dewoto. But here's the play I did make, which took my, myself a pressure of trying to find a dog here because I'm picking the favorite, right? Uh, but some plus money, folks. Um, fight doesn't go the distance. I know Dewadu has been mm. a decision machine. But the last time I thought about picking against – or I picked against I, – I did pick against him was Horie, which sounds crazy. Of all the guys he fought, why did you pick Horie? <laughs> well, Horie, hey, he won the first round, knocked him down twice even though it wasn't credited, right? Yeah. Uh, was doing good. I was looking like a fucking genius uh, for that first round after getting a lot of mm-hmm. shit for picking a four-to-one dog. But again, it was that elusiveness, that wildness. Uh, Dewoto can get frustrated. Um, but he, you know, he he passed that test, has got a good clinch. So I went and I went ahead and picked um, fight doesn't go the distance because, again, Arosa's chin, my corrections and omissions, that he can get finished outside of the first round as well. Dewadu's a building striker, so theoretically all rounds could be live for the finish for Dewadu. He's definitely due for a finish. Um, it's not that it's a shit or get off the pot as and he's going to lose his job, but if you look at his ceiling, you look at his record and how impressive it really is at the end of the day, his age, 
you know, this is this is the time where he's got to show it if you're a DeWoto believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Arosa gets the upset again, if he does win, ninety percent, it's probably ninety ninety five ninety five percent, it's probably inside the distance, right? Or he doesn't win at all, Arosa, right? So you're covered for the right. upset there. Um, and I just think so. I, I don't know. I just think these guys are born to uh, frustrate each other. <laughs> one of them's going to frustrate the hell out of each other. So um, I got it at plus one eleven at one house, plus one hundred at bet online, plus one eleven at my bookie. I just put a unit on that, and right, what that's going to do is it's going to take the pressure so that if I don't end up picking a dog and playing a dog on this prelim card, if I don't end up parlaying, um, I've got a nice unit exposure on, 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 a, on a plus number at the end of the day. And I can count that for what I would have parlayed, right? I can count that for what I would have laid on a dog maybe. So um, give me fight doesn't go the distance. Sorry, go ahead, TB. You're good, man. Hey, listen, honestly – Everything I was going to say in my analysis for that fight, you just said, uh, that would do knockout plus 225, whereas decisions plus 140, all the value is on knockout. Erosa, he's a bit reckless coming forward to put his pressure on. He gets hit when he's square off, and that's why he gets dropped seven times in his UFC career. Even though his chin, like he will survive some of those, it's just how many times can you get dropped like that? And Dawadu, you're right, he's due, man. So, uh, that's a chronic combat best play of the week. We had 6.3 units on minus 210 uh, to win three. And uh, this is what um, this is what Davidu is going to do, uh, you know, to your boy Russ. He's going to smoke him up. So let's get it going, you know. Light it up. Fire 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 it up. Sorry, uh, Crow, the Crow. I'll give that one to you guys. You didn't get that. You didn't get that reference there. That was awesome. All right. Um, Jim Carasu, you might know this, Dan, but Leach was Whaley's first MMA coach in 2013. Oh, wow. That makes sense because they both came from Sanda. So that would be an excellent person to follow. Uh, Jim continues, along with Andy Wang. I remember Andy Wang. Oh, (laughs) shit. Tough five. Was that tough five? Tough six? Yeah, Andy Wang, BJ, and uh, Nate Diaz. Speaking of Nate Diaz. So I am rooting for Leach, even though it's not a dog pick. All right, man. Well, uh, team Leech then. Synchro Wing to parlay off of TB scouting. Lee doesn't really shoot in open stance and has good pressure boxing. Jack Slack reference from Boycast. Wow, I like that. I, I like that we're all in line and you're referencing someone I respect in Jack Slack. Okay, that that's that's cool. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Uh, Gaia Nightlord. Milkshake cookie straws are the best. Damn. Ooh, that sounds good. You got to try them with a Frappuccino. I am going to go crazy on food. I don't even... that. Stuff that doesn't even sound good, I'm going to go nuts on. Like, I'm just going to eat to eat because, uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Sammy Arnett, how is important to look pre-fight shirtless photos? Does it help you guys pick fights? Um, you know, it, it helps me do something. I'll tell you that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, TV, you want to weigh on this? How much does that help you, the, the shirtless picks on picking fights? Um, sometimes uh, because you just like to see what – you just like to compare baselines. That's really it. I, I, I know all these guys are going to be in crazy shape for the most part, but if you're like, see someone ballooned up a little bit, or if you see someone really trimmed out and in their best shape, it's notable, but that, that's really all I would use it for. I, I feel like I should answer this as uh, the character. I'm really late on things. I, I, my girlfriend just got me to watch what's it called? Uh, uh, Arrested Development. And uh, uh, who's, yes. the ball, who's, the, who's the bald guy with the mustache who's like in denial? Oh, uh, like, um... I feel oh, like I, uh, I blew myself. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tobias. Tobias. Yeah. Like, yes. Tobias here. Like my girlfriend's Shout watching. 
the shirtless photos are a huge part of my research. That is that is the only reason why I spend fifty percent of my tape city time on shirtless photos. Uh, the, of course, there's no other reason for that, folks. No other reason at all. Uh, very Tobias answer here. Uh, there are thousands of us. Thousands. <laughs> no touching. No touching. No touching. Oh, so great. Yeah, I, I love that. I it just opened up like all these gifts and stuff for me to. Amazing. For me to realize. All right. Um, I'm going to move on. Um, and, oh, here we go, baby. It's jail man time, baby. The jail man going to pound Let's go. <laughs> jail man, baby. Get, get the, uh, we need the nasty Nate calendar, but we need jail man not in there instead, Ooh. you know, for you to send it to his opponent so they can count down the day. The day. Jail man, minus 660. Anton, the pleasure man. How perfect. We got the pleasure man. Um, Turkal, um, I gotta shout my guy Brad Chuck here. Uh, this is perfect. We got Jailman versus Pleasure Man. I mean, is this a? As he said, is this a fight or is it a conjugal visit? Um, you know, at the check-in station, Turkal's gonna be looking for his mouthpiece, and instead of a mouthpiece, like Brad said, they're gonna give him a. They're gonna give. Him, <laughs> they're gonna give him a bite stick. You know, for the pain. Like here you go, just a, something to chop down, bite stick, and some lipstick to look pretty, and then something to bite down on, so you know, to, so he can really take the pain. Because I think, I think Jailman's gonna mount him, TV. He's gonna mount him, and you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna go to pound town. What's going to happen? Is Joe Man going to pound it out, or is he going to go with the uh, David Carradine asphyxiation special? Or what's it going to be for the Joe Man TV? Uh, yeah, so uh, this is – it's kind of weird because the the, uh, the lines are, like, exactly the same, and we're going Shawshank style, baby. Let's go. Yeah. We're getting the Joe Man special here. <laughs> um, so it's the exact same thing as the main event. It's Smash City. But this time, the submission's minus 110, and the knockout's plus 225. So fuck it, man. Jalton loves to smash before he goes for the neck. So I'm just going to take a chance that he gets, like, the TKO before he locks in the submission this time. Plus 225 for the guys at minus 660. Same thing as I said in the main event. I'm going to take a chance that Shemaev gets the sub that, you know, like, so if one of those two hit, I'm profitable on, on that type of idea. And the fact that they're the same line, you know, my boy out there, UFC Shark, um, the guy that's out betting, you know, sometimes you see like, oh, this guy had 20000 on a parlay or whatever. Like, that's our boy out there. So he's always looking at the lines and how, and he, like, he keeps track of patterns and line movement and everything like that. So I just thought it was interesting to see that those props were flipped. Um, yeah, yeah. Make sure you follow UFC Shark on IG. Make sure you follow Chronic Combat everywhere, man. YouTube, subscribe. And uh, Dan Tom, make sure you throw a like on this video right now while you're watching us. Jalton, I made a KO plus 225. Man, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the uh, sub shots either, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think Jailman goes to Pound Town. Um, I'm still looking for a fourth, <laughs> fourth leg, I believe. I think. So here's what I was thinking. Like, and again, this is well, the Jailman has a third leg. Yeah, well, he's the third leg for every parlay. So let's, right. let's, let's get that straight. Like, even right. if you're not parlaying, he is your third leg here. Like, right. if you're, if I'm only delivered. looking for a two leg parlay. I, I know you're only looking for a two leg parlay. I'm just saying. The third leg is jail fit. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not even here for a parlay. I don't even gamble. Shh. Third leg is jail fit. Always. Um, so uh, I love it. I'm reading a bunch of sickos with this podcast. I forget you guys actually listen and pick up on these gross themes. Um, but yes, uh, he, he, the, the third leg is, is going to be my anchor for my round robin. Uh, I'm going to anchor it's chalky, but I'm just going to anchor the under 1.5 in case you know, the pleasure man. I mean, he is called the pleasure man. Maybe he could take it a, a little longer. Maybe he's 
he's got those cheeks conditioned and calloused up, ready for the jail man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the 1.5 kind of anchors it. I was thinking about throwing the round one, uh, Holland, and then Leach by KO, which is still plus money. And then looking for a fourth to round Robin, which I'll do two six manners for the 1.17. Load it up, fire it out. Um, I'll fire that out, of course, on fight day once I once I narrow it down and finish um, my research because there's at least one more fight that I wanted to study that I didn't get to. Uh, I'll be full admission, but yeah, we're on a uh, jail man there, of course. Sorry about all the yes. sex talk. Um, <laughs> Jamie Pickett, uh, searching for a nap. Oh, uh, minus one thirty for standing. I, I I want that guy Andreas Michael, who's uh the he's Alexander Gustafson, but also Chimaev. Like he, he, he when he's yelling, he's like, he's, he's, he sounds like Swedish chef just losing his mind. It's great. Like you go back and watch old John Jones Gus fights or like Chimaev against Burns. He's just like, I'm not trying to make fun of that accent. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing the thing that I hate when people do. I apologize, but you get what I'm saying. It's like Swedish chef losing his mind. It's fantastic. Wow. So Guru was like kind of showing me some behind the scenes here. I think that there's something about the press conference being canceled right now about something about safety or whatever. And yeah, fight broke out backstage or something. So they're canceling the press conference or whatever because he was watching it. That's weird. We'll we'll have to get more info. If you guys in the see that in the chat, let us know what's going on for real. Feel free to update us. We're trying to find out. Feel free to update us on that. Um, we'll, we'll continue through. Uh, yep. I didn't get a chance to watch this. I'm leaning toward Tallulah just because I'm not confident in Pickett. So even if I pick Tallulah, it's like a, a fade on the favorite, and there's not much on this branch for a dog. So I, I won't be playing it if I still end up on the side, which I'm not sure I will. Do you have any information on this fight, TV? I lean Jamie Pickett, but I can't even reach into grandma's couch cushions for this one. If I end up with a bet on this fight, you guys are allowed to slap me. So uh, go ahead. (laughs) I love when you guys talk about grandma's couch cushions. That's such a great, that's that's a great, uh, that's definitely your guy's show thing. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, why don't we just go to the the main event for not the heavyweight division. Again, I got to shout my guy Brad here. This is the t-shirt in the pool division. Oh, yeah. Chris Barnett plus 330 versus Jake Collier, baby. Kate Collier himself uh, is minus 410. Um, I I got Collier here. Um, I'm, I haven't really played this fight. I may throw him in a parlay. Maybe I maybe I throw him in a, another big minus 400 with someone else and make some plus money somewhere if I get really desperate. But um, I didn't bother looking too much at this fight. What about what do you got, TB? All right, so you know who my third leg is going to be. So that uh, definitely Jalton. But okay, so first leg is Jake Collier, minus 410. Second leg coming up soon. Okay, I like maybe we're on the same same boat there. That would be a way to avoid my exposure, uh, you know, and, and that, that way yes. I have to parlay people I'm already exposing. So I, I like where you're headed here. Um, yes. Where everybody knows your name. We'll, we'll get to that uh, in, in a second. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll get Jake Collier here too. I'm not going to get cute with like how how he gets it done. Um, I don't mm-hmm. mind people taking you know, the old sub shots, kind of like those theories that we were talking about earlier. But yeah, uh, another minus 400 favorite. Speaking of cheers, Big Norm. Big Norm. Big Norm. <laughs> Norm Dumont. Talk about minus, the thickness, man. It's all right, baby. Minus 410. Um, plus 330 on Diane Wolf. I didn't even bother looking at my grading the winners for Diane Wolf because it was so long ago. 
Uh, and I hate to be ageist as an older person getting in the ring off a layoff myself. So I obviously <laughs> sympathize with Ms. Wolf. I am not hating, but man, uh, I feel like Norma Dumont is, this is, uh, this is set up for her to, uh, mm-hmm. to roll here. Uh, she arguably won her last fight to people that I respect, uh, had it. Um, I don't have a dog in that race, but, uh, hearts out if you bet and, and came up short. Um, not that it was like a, a, the R word or anything like that. I'm just saying, apparently there was an argument. I didn't even watch the fight. So I'm not, I'm not, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I have no feelings. I'm just, just throwing my sympathies out to their supporters. I think she's due here. Um, but yeah, maybe you parlay her with Jake Collier and the jail man and you just have yourself a, have yourself a dirty party. Uh, what do you got here, TV? Uh, yeah. So Norma is the second leg. Um, of the three leg parlay, so you got uh, Norma, Jay Collier, and Jalton Almeida. That's not going to be like the biggest bet of the night, but I just I've, it feels like I need to have those those three. And if you need to throw Hums out in there too to make it maybe plus money, I don't even know if it gets there. But that's the um, I'll, I'll throw that together to tell you guys the official stuff. I always go off the DraftKings money lines. Generally, FanDuel has the better prop selections as far as pricing goes. But yeah, Norma, if she uses any modicum of any type of grappling in this fight, she could get a knockout or a submission. If it stays on the feet, she could win a 50-50 striking match with an Olympic-level boxer by mixing in, you know, a better kicking game and having better cardio. So uh, yeah, it's Norma rolls here. Um, I I don't see the landmine popping up in this fight. So um, as far as my three-leg parlay goes, I like that they're both minus 410. I think that's interesting too. But yeah, minus 128 if you go three legs. And if you want to add in the fourth leg of Kamzat, it's still minus 111, man. So uh, yeah, you probably won't get plus money on the grease ball play there. But yeah, I would say play it to win one unit. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it comes up short there to get excited. Uh, by the way, I, 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 I the, the parlay may have a better chance of sticking together more if you use Kamzat, but comes out might be just fine enough but we're just trying to keep these parlays together as best we can so exactly the stickier the, stickier, the better <laughs> That's it. Let, me, let me try i'm trying to find this, <laughs> we don't have a thumb shot on this thing i'm trying to find find uh, i gotta be careful because it could just pop up and hit me in the you know when i'm not expecting yeah, no, no. i don't see him bah, bah. premature maybe they got maybe, maybe they nate and comes out got in a fight because i'm not the line is not has been is not on my bookie right now that's scary it went back to minus 1500 um on DraftKings, so maybe that was the fight at the press conference um, or something like that. I guess we're gonna find out because Kamzat's always all about that talk, right? So I'm curious if he talked to the wrong guy and Nate actually like smacked him or something. Yeah, Kamzat's been on one, and like to be honest, like he's it's just it's all you know. I, I, it's probably is a lot of it for the cameras, like Kevin Holland saying. And it's mm-hmm. weird. He's he's like he's dude. It's like everything he goes to. If you notice, it's always very homophobic. Like, yes, it's just like, like, like you're, yes. you're a dominant, you're a dominant dude. Like, do you have to go there? A, like there's so many yeah. other things you could talk shit about and B, if we do want to go there, who is the guy who loves, uh, humping men and, and, and getting behind them and dominating them and his name is, and hanging out with his boy, like, Darren Till. <laughs> yeah. And, and shirtless, you know, and you're letting carrot off has, uh, you know, letting, uh, Kadir off have his way with them, uh, for the camera. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, like if I was seriously, like if I was Nate or somebody, like I would just be like, like if he gets my back in this fight, I bet, yeah, I bet you like this shit. Don't you come shot. Yeah. You motherfucker. Oh, you, what are you doing back there? You like that? Like you could just totally get into his head. He's that immature. And, and you know, it seems like that he'd be, no, 
you know, I'm not gay. And he would like lose, he would immediately like lose position just to prove he's not gay and box with Nate. Like he would do something that stupid. I think like this guy seems that homophobic. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I would not be surprised if, uh, uh, if he just, you know, just got, he, he, he bit off more than he could chew and forgot that he has to get paid and fight at the end of the day. I hear you, man. I hear you. Anyways, anyways, um, we got, um, Alatong Haley minus one seventy versus Chan uh, and and Helliger uh, plus one forty five. Uh, the, the money's been coming in on Chad. He has my interest. I've got really good notes on this guy, but I did not have a chance to go back and watch this fight. Um, he is a dog I'm looking at. I may still end up picking um, Alatang and pull up from this. So don't don't go out rushing on my account on it because I haven't had a chance to run it through the comb yet. Um, but this is the fight I want to research. Do you have anything on this TV? So I've been like leaning pretty decently towards Alatang, but I've been coming up short of pulling the trigger. Something is just holding me back. I'd like to see them weigh in and face off before I have a final thought on this fight. Um, but I think ultimately Alatang is going to hit harder. Uh, but Helliger should have the better, cleaner volume and combination in the pocket. But Alatang should be able to win the wrestling exchanges pretty easily, given that Jesse Strader was able to take down Chad and Helliger at will. So it's like, is Alatang going to come out with his grappling-heavy approach like he did in the debut where, what, he got the split decision against... Um, uh, this is why I have my notes. Bakary. Against Dana Bakary. So, yeah, I think Alatang can go to the volume wrestling approach. Thank you, Guru, in the background, helping your boy out. But, uh, yeah, so that that's where I think Alatang should be the play. Uh, but something is giving me pause. Uh, so I haven't done anything it's on him yet. It's, it's the output, for sure. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. No, those notes, those notes sound about right. Yeah, I don't hate that. And that's probably why I don't think the line's going to stagnate too far either way. Um, so I'm not too much in a rush, but I want to get that something to today. I'll, I'll post uh, as per <laughs> usual, Melissa Martinez minus one sixty five, Elise Reed plus one forty. Picking Martinez because Elise Reed is taking this on short notice, but uh, I'm not looking to play this. Don't have any strong takes. Do you, TV? Um, super Melly, three years off, kickboxing and finishing school. So I think her striking is going to look even better than it did coming back. Uh, solid defensive movement. Don't love how she keeps her hands low, but Elise Reed, she's going to come forward kind of sloppily throwing heavy in combo and I think can be caught on counters off the backward movement. And if Melly does anything with like those wizard throws or anything like that that she did in the third round of her fight against uh, Yanez, then there's definitely going to be a chance for her to look like a bigger favor here. But, dude, just don't, don't, don't bet this one. Like, do the Chasson fight instead of this one. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You could, like if you want to add it to like a degenerate parlay, go ahead. But I'm not. I'm not doing that. I I, I hear you there. Darian Weeks still holding on to his favorite spot, minus one twenty five. Uh, Johan Linus, uh, or maybe this line, maybe the line flipped. Uh, who opened his uh, favorite here? No, no. no so yeah, Weeks was a bigger favorite. Yep. Oh, he did. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, I missed that boat because I'm actually. So I am picking a dog. Huh. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look into this fight heavily, folks. Granted. Um, I'm just going more for the slower, less unimpressive, but a boxing process under the sheet, uh, under, uh, you know, under the sheets, under the layer, uh, you can see it there. It's just kind of frustrating. Uh, I'm hoping weeks takes a step and develops more shows more here. Linus more likely to get a finish. Um, so I don't blame anybody taking that shot, especially now that you're getting plus money from him and he opened as the favorite. Technically there's always that argument. 
Uh, I'll go weeks by decision, but I'm not super confident on this one. I didn't uh, obviously study this one heavily. Yeah, we got a couple units on Lines. Um, it just seems like weeks doesn't have the pace or the finishing potential at the highest level here to threaten Lines once he gasses out. And also, I don't think weeks does enough to work to the body or, um, you know, like he'll put on pressure, but not smartly. And Lines is good at circling out and using his defensive movement, but it's the body shots, the endless combos from Gabe Green, the grappling exchanges. Lines is landing very solid takedowns, but Green is a very good grappler and is using his get-ups and, and is wearing out Lines by making him work for it. I don't think Weeks is that good if he gets taken down from bottom. I think he's solid in like forcing clinch exchanges, but he's not great at, at settling into them and really dominating in those places where like mm -hmm. against Ian yeah. Gary, you would expect him to. Uh, so that's why, yeah, weeks, I, I, uh, we, yeah, two units line S. Uh, I think he's got the finishing potential and I think he's going to land the bigger shots and he, he should be able to win the grappling exchanges. The question is, does he gas out before he wins two rounds if it goes to a decision? Because that's the one place I get worried. But as a dog price, and not, I think he would be minus 200 if he won his debut and he takes on weeks here. But because Gabe True. Green had great cardio and he survives that knockdown in the second round and turns the tides, turns up the pressure, lands those body kicks, and next thing you know, like you always talk about, the work to the body, you got to respect it. And then the hands start yep. coming down. Then the pressure keeps going. And it was a body shot, and Lines doesn't even get knocked down. He just kind of like collapses after like the pressure. Just he succumbs to it. And uh, Darian Weeks is not that guy. Um, maybe he progressed. He is a younger fighter in that regard, like you talk about. But yeah, Lines two units. That's our chronic combat uh, conversations. Make sure you're following us. Uh, Bet MMA tips. We do the third party tracking. It's a little tough, you know, keeping on top of all that stuff, especially last minute. But uh, it's a fun time. So fo follow us out there. And uh, it's, it's, it's easier having a, a second teammate to bounce it off of and help each other out. So I feel nice. you on the flying solo aspect on that, my dude. Nice. Yeah. No, there's definitely benefits to that, man. Um, I, I definitely, you know, there's definitely times where I wish I had a, had a, had a regular co-host or a support, you know, uh, uh, like a team like that. So that, that's awesome, man. You guys are making a good team. Um, I don't hate that. I wish you the best, man. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I end up on that side too. If I take, if I have time to take a closer uh, look at this fight, um, there's a lot in the chat. I apologize if I don't get to you, but I'm just gonna try to blow through. Uh, TB, do you got time to sit through and, and answer some questions yeah. uh, while we get, yeah, out, sure of, thing, we get out of here? And we'll recap yeah. our picks and plays at the very end, so that way, uh, you know, mm -hmm. if people don't want to sit through the explanations or the uh, interruptions, for lack of a word, they're welcome interruptions. They're appreciated interruptions, but uh, <laughs> interruptions of the chat as far as like off-topic questions when people tune in, they just want to hear a breakdown. So I want to make sure, sure I still give them their recap. Um, Ghost loves body work. He was telling us on Drake's cast. Nice. Yep. Ghost, Ghost knows his shit. Jimmy Kudo, do people actually hate on you guys? Uh, you guys do good work. The picks may not always be right, but but who's are? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. People are just people are just haters. So I, I try not to hate one myself um, as best I can. That's all we can really do. Um, don't worry, Dan. We all love body work. I know you all do, Jimmy Kudo. Mm -hmm. uh, body work there's a meme on drake show mentioning body work since ghost seems to be crazy for it that's hilarious um ricky omang if you watch comes throw his first punch in burns fight frame by frame you see he punches gilbert in the shoulder and chest and hyper extends his wrist very bad i think he was fighting compromise after wow that's interesting i i'd, I'd never heard anything like that did you hear anything him complain about injury or anything like that tb comes up um 
Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear anything about that at all, to be honest with you. Uh, but he does talk a lot, and he's on a lot of different places, spewing off a bunch of stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a place that he spouted that. But I mean, I just think that fight was a war, and and he didn't want like the same way Kamaru didn't want to. He didn't want to play on the ground with Gilbert. So that's what I yep. saw. Yep. Uh, Sammy Arnett, Dan, do you like the southpaw double attack, body kick then head kick? Um, I like southpaw double attack, but. I'm not very flexible these days for the head kick. Um, so I like the body kick a lot, but uh, I'd be careful answering these. I could, uh, could have somebody watching. There could uh, be spies among us. Spies among us. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts on the jab, low kick dilemma, uh, on the jab, low kick dilemma system where you jab when the opponent changes position and counter low kick when the opponent tries to jab? Um, yeah, that's just, a, it's just a really interesting trade-off. Um, yeah, I, I've been paying more attention to just people, not so much the jab, but when you jab, you're usually stepping with that lead leg. And uh, watching Duwadu and, like, actual trained Muay Thai guys do this, they when they throw their leg kicks, it's usually off of a heavy step or someone throwing a kick themselves. That's also why the jab works. They're not throwing a, ki- a kick, but they're having to take a heavy step with their jab. Um, and that is the best time to kick someone because you're not you're going to lessen your chances of getting checked. Uh, real kickers, and as you guys should know from watching MMA, the biggest fear is, is like what it does to your feet. Not just the Anderson Silva checks. Like, there's a reason why even Yair Rodriguez is, is limping out of the octagon after every fight with his feet all lumped up because kicking often, even with good kickers, will hurt the kicker more than the person you're kicking in weird ways. So mm. it's uh, you know, Muay Thai guys are forced, uh, real good Muay Thai guys, I should say, are forced to be smart with that. So that is. Uh, that plays into the dilemma he speaks of. Karen H. Chai. Hello, I love these live chats. I always learn something new about MMA, and I see most of Drake's friends are here who are also very knowledgeable. Keep up the great discussion. Thank you, Karen. Note, I am a pretty new fan. Fan as in only became one after watching Zhang Wei Li's epic fight at UFC 248. I mean, if that doesn't make you a fan, what 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 will, you know? So yeah. thank you for coming to the dark side of MMA, Karen. Appreciate it. Hope mm-hmm. you're... Uh, enjoying it and glad you're at least hanging in some positive circles here. So this is, this is good stuff. K- James Kendrick. I hope we are not being too toxic. The conversation on Jake's yeah. show get pretty spicy. No, you guys are good, man. Uh, I can get spicy. From, uh, unfortunately from too, too much uh, for my own good. Well, the USC presser was a shit show. I should have stayed here. LOL. Mark fellows. What happened? What happened? Kimball Mercer. Do you ever deal with anxiety when going to training? Yes. I still feel it pre-practice. Ghost and Drake Riggs told me that looking at it as an exciting exchange of information uh, instead uh, of competition will help. I I agree. I'm not, even though I can't seem to stop competing to the point where like I'll get in a Cajun fight, believe it or not, I'm not a fan of competition. I never liked it. I've always been anxious of it. Um, I've never been athletic. Um, I've been very slow. Even in like grade school, I would always come in last in like relay races where it was embarrassing. Like fat kids, nerds, every, every girls, everybody would be me. It was pretty embarrassing, right? Um, so like, yeah, man, I actually had really bad anxiety. And then you know, this is, uh, I'll, I'll share a pretty personal thing that you know, not a lot of people know. But like, um, you know, um, a lot of people, I was, I was joking, obviously. It's a real thing. Uh, THC can make you anxious. It's not for everybody, by the way. It's not. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I was joking with Johnny Walker. A lot of people do get uh, real, real paranoid. Um, uh, I was straight edge for a long time because it was really easy just from being in the punk rock scene. And I came from the traditional martial arts scene. So your body is your temple. Um, 
So I was very against uh, marijuana and a lot of drugs for a, a, a long time. It was just the way I was kind of brought up, not like church or religious or anything like that, but just with that kind of your body is your temple, <laughs> right? And uh, you see people like will get paranoid. But the truth is, just like a fight camp, right? Like some fight camps may have a bad rep, but they'll be the perfect fight camp for a fighter, right? Um, and I used to have really bad anxiety, um, when I was just sober as a judge or maybe I would drink on the weekends or some shit, but like, you know, uh, as far as the, uh, medicinal marijuana are concerned and I would pace and think of all the excuses of not to go to extreme couture, uh, back when I first started like in 2008 or 2009. And it was a real problem. In fact, I probably only made one out of five practices after fully getting ready and like getting dressed and like making sure it was in your schedule. I'm guessing that's anxiety, right? All right. That's a form of anxiety, right? You know, mm -hmm. and makes you anxious. So, um, yeah, I used to get really anxious. Uh, so, so what am I saying? Go smoke weed, everybody. That'll make you, that'll fix all <laughs> your problems. That's the message I'm getting. No, no, no. That's not the message I'm getting to. Um, but it, uh, it did help me. Um, it did help me as far as that, that goes and, and social anxieties go. So when people say, Oh, Diaz brothers are just using weed as an excuse or <laughs> social anxiety. They're weird. And I make fun of the Diaz brothers too. I mean, look at, I, I'm not, I mean, you know, pot calling the kettle black, you know what I'm saying? I, I it's a good <laughs> spirit, of course. Yeah, yeah, what are you talking about me, motherfucker? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but like, no, seriously, like it's a, I said, the more I got to know them, cause I didn't like the Diaz brothers at first too. I didn't like weed. I didn't like the Diaz brothers. Who are these guys flipping their middle fingers off? You know, like when, when he, when, when he fought Sean Shirk back in like UFC 56 or 58, Nick Diaz, I was like, who is this guy? What a jerk, um, you know? And, um, and, and, but the more I got to know, you know, that the, the special of like, you know, they, they interviewed Nick Diaz's um, teacher. They're like, it's still the same Nick. He takes a couple of breaths for his words. He does this. And yeah, man, I just really relate with that social anxiety aspect of it. It may not come off obvious to you guys, but yeah, I deal with my own anxieties and in the spirit of uh, what we're talking about. Yeah, that, that, that stuff is real. And, and it may sound like a far-fetched excuse to smoke some of the devil's cabbage, but no, it, it does help <laughs> a lot of a lot of people. I don't doubt that it helps the Diaz brothers. Not that that's your question, but I'm going to go ahead and deflect my own personal shit. But yeah. Diaz brothers did it. Diaz brothers yeah. are doing it. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For anything, anything to add to that, very, but you don't have to like divulge anything personal. By no, of course, brothers. man. Hey, uh, I think we all got our battles. And yeah, I'm on that same, same train overall, so... Uh, I'm right there with you, my man. Craig Hawks. My man, Craig Hawks. First time in here and join the dialogue. Thanks for joining, Craig. I appreciate you uh, on Twitter as well, my man. Uh, Ghost, hey, hey, Ali Tang, hey, uh, Alatang, hey, Lee. Throw me off there with the wording. Uh, I met him at Fight Ready a month ago. One of the nicest people I met. Plus, his sparring partner said he's very good at wrestling. Hmm, very interesting. That was my other thing. You know, you, you know I like my guy... Richie Lung, the Mongolian murderer, and he's been a fight yeah. guy. At, and let's not forget, <laughs> let's me not forget, uh, Alatang Haile is a part of that grouping. So don't forget, folks. Great, great addition. Thank you for the fight ready insight there. Jimmy Kudo, uh, man, Ghost hates Elise Reed. What are your thoughts on? Okay, nice, nice. Ghost, um, Lonely Turtle, why was press conference canceled in the middle of it? Dana said a safety reason. I'm concerned the card gets scrapped. The card should be scrapped. It's not a good one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, of all the conspiracy <laughs> theories, TB, I was like, uh, uh, you know, maybe the UFC setting themselves up for a renegotiation fight week, right? Like, because Nate, maybe Nate Diaz just says, 
maybe I don't show up to fight week because Nate, you know, they, they maybe they tried to screw Nate out of, out of points by making a weak card. Yeah. They made a weak card and they gave Nate the leveraging power. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Lonely turtle, pretty sure. Uh, Humshot and Diaz got in a fight backstage. Just happened like 15 minutes ago, awaiting footage. That was the last comment that came in. All right. We'll uh, see if we had a card. We'll see if this was all for nothing. Um, any, anything to add to that before we recap picks and plays? No, man. No. Ready to ready to seal the deal here. All right. Taking uh, Humshot over Diaz. Hearts with Diaz. Um, taking Li Jingliang over Tony Ferguson. Hearts with Tony. Uh, even though I love me some Lee, obviously my money will be on Lee. My pick will be on Lee. Uh, Taking uh, Smack Man, you want to get smacked by the Smack Man, Kevin Holland. Uh, you can look over at TV to see if he's on these or not. He's given nice, nice visuals, a little YouTube bonus. Uh, although I love D Rod, uh, but I'm taking Holland. Um, I know I'm a, uh, I might be subject to change here, so uh, uh, I know my guy TV's on Chesson. I'm leaning toward Aldana. Check my main card picks and prognostications to double check to see. Uh, safely, I can assume that I'll be on cute lava there. I'm not sure if I'll play the plus 500 by decision. Not sure if I'll throw him in a, in a parlay for shits and giggles. Um, picking Dewodu, the hearts with the Rosa. Uh, I already laid out what I'm going to play. I'll, I'll recap that here in a second. Um, taking the jail man. I mean, hopefully I don't want to take the jail man. Let's, let's rephrase that. Picking yeah. the jail man. Turkel is taking the jail man. Yes. I am taking yeah. the jail man. All right. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Downtown. Easy, Dan. You get so excited. Taking, probably taking Tallulah. Wait till just to see what I tweet at Dan Tom MMA. But uh, looks like my guy TB will be on picket. Check me at Dan Tom MMA to see if I end up joining him there. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're both on uh, Jake Collier over Barnett. Um, shouts to Barnett and the tragedy he's had to recently endure. Uh, but uh, picking Collier here. Also, we're both picking Big Nam, where everybody knows your name. Jamie Malarkey is Ted Danson. What are you doing here? Uh, taking Norma Dumont over Diane Wolf. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Ann Helliger, but man, Haley Alatang seems to be the deserved favorite here. So let's see. Let's see if I end up taking that shot on Ann Helliger. Uh, you got to follow me on Twitter to see that one. I'm, I'm going to be looking for I'm, uh, my heart with Canada here, but you know that the, the Mongolian uh, uh, murder squad did not mess around. Uh, fight ready squad. Um, Melissa Martinez taking her over Elise Reed. No confidence in that. So make of that what you will. Uh, TB on the same side. I, I'm leaning toward weeks. Uh, I may end up on the same side as TB scouting on Linus. You'll have to see at Dan Tom MMA. Um, I'll give TB a shot to shout out what he's on. And, and, and of course, plug him guru and the chronic combat conversations uh, content. But for me, um, no parlays as of yet, deciding what I want to roll around and post. Uh, no straight plays as of yet. It's all in the prop department. I'm going to Wadu Arosa. Does not go the distance plus 100 for a unit. Biggest bet so far. Um, we'll see if I end up putting anything on Arosa inside, even though I'm picking Dewadu. Probably won't. Uh, Holland round one plus 325.33 units for over a unit return. Also added the round one by sub plus 1,400, just 0.17, 0.17 you sprinkle. Not sure if I wanted to put Holland on a parlay and add the exposure. Would rather not, but he is a possibility. Don't run off a cliff or follow me. I didn't jump off anything yet. Uh, come shot, uh, round two TKO. Uh, round two and round three is what I played, but you can get that round two TKO 
four plus twelve uh, four seventy five round three TKO plus twelve hundred. If you really want to throw money away on Nate Diaz, you can follow me off my literally only five dollars. Mm-hmm. I put twenty. I put twenty five dollars by the way, quarter unit on those come uh, shot round pops, only a half unit on him. Add the five bucks for Nate at plus thirty five hundred because round two by submission is how I played that for Nate plus thirty five hundred five ducats. Um, that's what I got there. Lee Jing Liang. I played him in rounds two and three. Um, and I don't have the numbers in front of me for that, but for the KO round two and three, I do have those numbers. That's plus 600 round two KO plus 1200 round three KO only $20, not 25. So just under a half unit total exposure for Lee. He is on the list where maybe I could parlay him too. I don't know if I want to expose that. Uh, so I may not, but he is a possibility at Dan Tom MMA as well. I'll tweet that. TB, any plays, any plugs, uh, anything you want to say, closing words? Thank you, sir. Uh, first of all, it was a pleasure. Uh, amazing time being on. Can't wait to see you and the guru doing the recap uh, on Saturday. Make sure you guys tune in. That guru on fight night, man, you know, he'll be a little spicy. So that's going to be a fun-ass recap. I'll, the same way he's hanging out with me right now as we did this one, I'll be with him hanging out in the background. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, make sure you're following us, Chronic Combat Conversations. On Twitter, it's just at Chronic Combat. That's probably where we're the most active is on Twitter overall. Um, we have fighter interviews. Make sure you check out our channel. If you guys would please go like and subscribe. Uh, we don't ask for any money for our picks or any of our breakdowns or anything, just like the boy Dan Tom, you know. But if you guys would be so gracious to throw a like on any of our videos and subscribe to the channel, same thing right now. So do that here. Um, it was a blast. Thank you to everyone in the chat. You guys are great. I appreciate all the kind words. And, uh, you know, Protect Your Neck is a, is a safe space for everyone in MMA. And I think that's what draws, uh, you know, the good people to it and keep the good vibes rolling. As far as final picks and plays, um, you know, at TB Scouting MMA, at Guru Scouting MMA. Those are the boys that are putting them out at Bet MMA. Uh, that's where we're putting our third party picks. So, right now, what we have loaded is 6.3 units at minus 210 Hakeem Dawadu. We have two units on Johan Lines. We're going to be adding in Kevin Holland. Um, we just need to find out if we're parlaying or laying straight like Dawadu. Then we're going to have a Collier Norma Almeida play. The question is, do we add anything else for plus money? Because you know we love our plus money. Um, but aside from that, any other props or any other spicy sprinkles, you're going to have to wait and see because we love getting the weigh-ins and the face-offs and then seeing what those last lines are um, Friday night into Saturday morning. So that's when you'll see all of our props go out. Um, but, hey, guys, thank you so much again. This was an awesome time. This was awesome, man. Please go like and subscribe to their stuff. Seriously, these guys are awesome. Good dudes. Uh, good conversation, good content. They track all their bets. Uh, obviously, that's what they specialize in, but just, just good dudes all around. So please, I can't second that enough. At TV Scouting MMA, you can see his name tag there where to follow. Um, last but not least, Craig Hawk said that it was, they said it was a backstage incident. Okay, hopefully uh, nothing too crazy. And Alvin Yagatori, such a fantastic conversation. As long as we all respect each other and can celebrate all these wonderful fighters who work hard and put it on the line every week. Absolutely, man. It's, uh, health is more important, most important. I want, we want all these uh, guys and gals to, uh, you know, uh, compete and, and finish competing as healthy as possible. No permanent damage, hopefully, um, or as little as possible um, and can be happy and healthy. That's all. That's all we want, man. That's the important stuff in life. So thank you, guys. Be sure to like again, subscribe. Uh, Daniel Tom MMA on YouTube if you haven't already. If you're listening on audio and if you are listening on audio, 
hey, give me a, a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, at the PYN Podcast on all social platforms. If you want to like, follow, subscribe, I don't pollute your feed. It really does help a lot. This, of course, is a free program, free picks and plays, free content every week for the better part of a decade now. And um, just, just, just ask for those small things to, to help the shares at Dan Tom MMA. Of course, this free show is hosted by MixedMarshallAnalyst.com. That is my website where you can go to the right, toggle to the right, scroll down and see click-throughs for a secure PayPal donation if you would like to donate. It's also in the link tree. We can find all the links at Dan Tom MMA on Twitter, where I'm most active. Uh, but on MixedMarshallAnalyst.com, to the right when you scroll down, also Amazon and on it click-throughs. Um, if you make purchases at any of those sites, you just click on the link. Through no extra effort besides that and no extra cost, more importantly, whatever you buy, a small percentage of your sale will get kicked back to this year's program. And I do a little fun little Amazon reads, which I didn't do today, but I'll make, uh, I'll, 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 maybe I'll do that with uh, with Guru, Guru with Greg uh, on the recap. Oh, baby. So be sure to support the show any way you can. It really is appreciated. Uh, and again, like and subscribe, Daniel, Tom, MMA. All right, folks, that's where I'll post all my picks. Uh, again, at Dan Tom MMA, main card, quick picks and prognostications, MMAJunkie.com. Both of those drop on fight day. Good luck on your picks and plays, and always protect your necks.